0: Good morning.
1: Hello. Welcome Yay, to the day.
0: Three. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And just it's graduation gonna, day. That's what I was going to say. Graduation day. And oh, here's this so Amber And I we we dressed up, we took off our camo today and we wore our global gag shirts because it's yes, and black. I gotta shout it out really quick. But Stephanie Carter, this hair is
2: for you. This hair <laughs> is for you. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: so we just wanted to say welcome to day three. If you've been with us for days one and two, we just want to say thank you so so much for being here this whole time. My name is Stephanie Rothstein and my role is a TOSA teacher on special assignment at my school um, in California, in Northern, Northern California. I also chair a project-based learning pathway, um, and I help support teachers and students with educational technology integration. Um, our, all of our Twitters are here, but we just want to say hi, and we're coming to you from all around um, for our final day of day three, and I'll let Amber introduce herself.
2: I am Amber Trout. You've seen me all these days, and I am an instructional coach in a Fountain Fort Carson district in Colorado. I work with our six through eight, and I work with our online digital academy. So I'm glad to be here, and it is definitely early where I am, so I'm a little bit
0: sleepy today. It's (laughs) earlier where I am. Well, so, that's true. Uh, But, um, but one note, as we move forward, just remember, you can always pause. I know this is live. But if you needed to, you could pause, you could take a break, mm-hmm. you can know that you can rewatch things. Um, this presentation is going to be going into some details. We'll get to those in a second. But just know that there's there's a decent amount of detail here and you can always rewatch it. So please don't feel like if something is moving at a pace that might be too fast or one day you want to speed it up, you can do either of those going back during a rewatch. You can speed up or slow down, whatever you need. Okay. And we'll, we'll keep going there, Stacey, for everybody. Stacey is awesome. Okay, Bitmoji magic. We did that. (laughs) I'm so proud of us, Amber. Um, Okay. So um, this was a moment of glory. If you've been with us for boot camp, people have been putting up these bitmojis throughout (laughs) as thank yous on Twitter or saying different things. And last night, we had we had an epiphany we we're like we have to put these on our slides and show people that we too want to learn and grow so i think just like everything that we're asking of you here in this boot camp we We too, anything that people are sharing, we're like, we we wanna learn that. So it's about continuous growth. And so we are so grateful that you're here, great job. That is steps one, two, three, being here on day three. Um, And today's presentation is gonna take you through, as our little bitmojis are pointing, Global is taking you through um, a lot of things. We've got classroom, we've got Keep, we've got YouTube, we've got Sites. Um, I think I'm missing one. Am I missing oh in groups? groups. How could I forget yeah. that? I was blocking myself there in groups. Um, so sorry. Um, but notice we're in camo. We were very proud of ourselves being able to figure that uh, out.
2: getting us in those outfits took us a lot longer than we'd like to admit, but
0: we got it. We did it. We did it. And yeah, your hair looks great too. Just just in that too. Yeah, it looks great in your Bitmoji, is all I'm saying. All right. Go all for right. it, Amber.
2: We also have office hours coming up our last and final office hours on Monday, we have the session in the morning and the session in the evening. So don't forget if you need final help just to get you ready and prepared for your test. Come to office hours on Monday in the morning or the afternoon, either or
0: perfection. Don't forget that our website has a ton of resources for you. So, uh, if there, if you're wanting some step-by-step guides, or you're wondering what are the specific resources that would help me, um, there are a few places. So, if you're on our bootcamp website and you go under level one, there it says day one, two, three. So I would recommend um, clicking on the specific day for which you're looking at resources. You will be able to see there on that bootcamp website, you'll see the video of today, or if you went back to day two, you'd see the resources. So you'd see this actual presentation. We get a lot of questions around where can I get the presentation since it has actual links in it. Um, And and then below it, there would be any additional things that you might need. So some of the resources that are shared out, there might be some standalone links that would be really helpful. And we've got a ton of things. We also have people who have been putting together awesome wakelets. So we're starting to add all the things that you've been sending us to those p- places. So go ahead and go there. You'll also find this presentation in the description of YouTube once we're all done. I hope I didn't steal that thunder from you, Amber.
2: No, you didn't. You're good. All right, Uh, just so you guys know, you are getting more than just a participation award for this, you are getting grad credit. So please make sure that you check that out. You can do your Wakelet and you can get grad credit for that. You do get um, a certificate at the end of each one of these so that you can use those for professional development hours in your districts, depending on which districts you're in. But just make sure that you know that you can get grad credit, you can have those PD hours, all of those things are available to you um, during this, this boot camp.
0: Yes. Okay, perfect. So we want to give some shout outs. We've had some, oh my gosh, you all are amazing on all different forms of social media. You're amazing. So loved it, loved it. Um, Tip Tuesday for Global Gag. Yeah, we were getting I so many tips. So if you're not already on any of the social media accounts, please get on there post today, but please know that there are so many shout outs that are happening there. And we just want to say, thank you. Thank you, Kristen Cox. Um, thank you so much. Great job. Oh, (laughs) runway. I'm so proud of this (laughs) one. This is a good one. This is a good one code graduation day even though don't my mind hammer head blocking the gr and the a it's worth it <laughs> okay so. i'm going to tell it to you graduation day that's what you type
2: in that's what you need to get in there so you can do your own runway walk because you are almost done
0: <laughs> yes yeah i was saying to amber i'm like can you feel me strutting yes okay <laughs> um all right and so our our another challenge we've been loving seeing your sketch notes and just um, just so that you're aware um, this prompted us to actually have a session coming up in Global GEG on sketchnoting. So we can't wait for that, but sketch note your post um, If you haven't done that before, that's basically drawing out what you're seeing and helping us follow your thinking in a visual way. And there were lots of people. Some people were doing those on the computer. Some people are doing them by hand. Some have more writing, some have more drawing. It's up to you. They're notes that are useful to you. And then you share them out and then we love you for it. So um, whatever is most useful for you is the way that you should do it. And you get a hundred points for that. There's lots of things happening with that leaderboard today, ooh, ooh. So um, it's fierce <laughs> on there. So yeah, let's get yourself on that leaderboard.
3: Yeah. What should people and do? And of course,
2: your bonus points. You got to get those bonus points too. Take a selfie,
0: right? Yeah, take a selfie. Yeah, maybe I should do uh, that right uh, now. Oh, you should, Oh my gosh, that's a really great idea. It's my Why first, my, my first time actually being able to participate in this. Oh my gosh! Okay, here we go.
2: I got it. Okay.
0: So we <laughs> take
2: your selfies, share your excitement for boot camp just like we are, and what session you're most looking forward to today. Tag your friend, tag us, tag whoever to get those 50 welcome bonus points because it is your last chance for that right now. So
0: get the selfies
2: going. <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> The thunder over here. <laughs> we'll go back. We'll, we'll go back one, one slide, one slide. Okay, um but we won't kick it out. We're all good. So, <laughs> a, a couple little reminders because some people we know officially. Our next session, which we're super excited for, is coming on in about five minutes. So, as yeah. we are waiting, what I would love to have you type in the chat is: Has there been anything you can do? One of two questions. So, what have you learned most from in days one and two? Is one option, and the second option is what are you most looking forward to learning here in day three?
2: Yes, I also saw a question in the chat, and I wanted to clarify that because I said Wakelet, but there is other options. I'm a, I'm sure that I've seen that on there. I can't tell you exactly. I think it's like flip grade and some other things. But there's there's other opportunities for me to get grad credit other than just Wakelet for so, sure. Please. Make sure. That you
0: look
2: at it and see which one you're comfortable
0: with and it might not be Wakelet. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Amber is correct. I was going through um, c- because Randall who oversees it and we are so grateful to him, um, he's been sharing with us um, some best of so that we understand what learning has been happening and I am so impressed. We were watching some people's, a few people's flip grids and their reflections and I was learning from their reflection. So if you're better at talking it out the way that we are here, that's an option too, um, for sure. So you're just talking through what it is that you're learning and you're creating videos. Um, Some people like to create collections, some people are doing screenshots of things. So there's a variety of ways that you can earn credit. I don't think that the process itself is what would keep you from doing it. So if it's something that you are interested in, there is a ton of, yeah, ton of options. Thank you, Becky. Yes. yes, thank
2: you, Becky. Yes. I saw this and I was like, "Yes, she's
0: telling Yay. us." What we have. <laughs> okay, so um, so people are coming in. There, people are saying they want to learn everything. Um, people are also saying um that they're looking forward to. We've got keeps and sites, um, and then and then shout out from days one and two for a few people. So for lots, I should say, um lots of people were saying that they they learned a ton um, during from documents, they learned a ton from calendar and sheets and Gmail. And so all of those, so shout outs for the last few days. But I think that that elusive keep like for people it might be newer. So that one tends to be something people are asking a lot about keep. Um, thank you to people who did sheets, but they're looking forward to all of these today. Um, group sites, they said learning about explore was amazing. I agree that explore, that explore Ah. button, it changes your whole life. It really does. Um, Yeah, people are looking forward to classroom. So I'm so glad. I think everything that we're talking about today has been shouted out in some way, um, for sure. And, you know, for me too, as far as keep goes, you know, I, it wasn't always something that I was using. And as I've grown in this global GEG community, I've noticed more and more people are using it in such creative ways that I went, wow, I didn't really realize I could use it like that. Um, so it's been a feature I've continued to look at for how to explore as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jennifer's comment. About- I'm sorry, Amber, go right ahead. Yeah. Let's
2: look, let's look at this comment from John. I am so awed by him. I have learned that the confidence to pass is examined within me. Each presenter has instilled this into me over and over. Session three, how to be more dynamic with Google Slides. But how awesome are you, John? Thank you.
0: Oh, my we, gosh. We- that comment almost made me cry, Amber. So good. Um, I saw it. So good. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. And I would say, you know what? Exactly what um, he was saying is, right, that, that that's our hope. And we're not saying that the second we we're done, you're done watching this, you're ready to go take it. I think you could be. But the second you're done, it might just be that now you have the confidence to review, do everything that you need, and sign up. And that's why we're here is to encourage you to do it, because half of it or more is actually signing up and taking the test. I think we right. cite ourselves out for all of these things, for everything. Another one from so Leslie here that
2: says that uh, she is not afraid of Google Sheets anymore, that she is... Confident now with this training, which
0: yay! Makes- Can you feel Luis dancing in the background from that comment? <laughs> no. I feel it, I feel it. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, awesome. this is a great one. Just, um, yeah. yeah, because okay. I never called it the Omnibox, so I learned on day one that that was called the Omnibox because it can do so many things. So I learned about how the Omnibox works, it's such a powerful tool being able to type in the Omnibox to begin a new doc, sheet, slide. It's at times I, I love that, love yes. that. Um, and just I would say some of the intimidation is even around terminology, right? Like not knowing not knowing what something is called. And then when they reference it on the exam. So um, so I think people are feeling more confident because now we're all speaking a similar language, the language of the test. And we know the way that it's being described. Um, Here's and- a shout
2: out to Georgina, cause she is so amazing. Shout out okay. to Georgina for her tips and for her fabulous sketch notes. Because seriously, that lady is like a wonder woman. <laughs> She's
0: putting together videos. She's typing she totally in things. <laughs> In a completely different time zone than all of us. Yes. Uh, Virginia asked how to make those dancing emojis. So we'll, um, if you go back and watch Jen's session um, on Bitmojis and had a Bitmoji fun, um, you can get some tips on that. And we'll be happy to to replay that. Um, I also had... In our last 10 seconds, hi to you Kiko, she's from my school, I'm so happy to see you and she was really excited about um, people being on all of our social accounts. So a great community. We're here to welcome you. If you have questions, type them um, and then there'll be that other session Monday if you have more. And we're here to welcome, welcome our next speaker and we're so excited. So let's get on to that next slide. Let's not keep anybody waiting. Yeah, here we go. Woo, we
2: have the amazing Georgina and Robin with us today, as you guys were just talking about Georgina, so here she is, without further take it, ado. Take it away,
0: awesome ladies, bye all.
2: Good morning Googlers,
4: or good afternoon, depending on your time zone. How are you doing today, Robin?
0: I'm
1: pretty good, Georgina, how are you doing today? I, actually, is it like evening by you yet, or are you still afternoon?
4: We're coming into sunset soon. We're just after 4 p.m. And we are dealing with the whole Google Global Gag launch party hangover. Who else is having Global Gag hangover? Shout out in the chat, guys. We are in it. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. It was an awesome, awesome event last night. But I'm really excited to do Classroom today. And I think, Georgina, you and I have the best session going today for a number of reasons. Number one, because you're here. And number two, because everybody loves Classroom, and now everybody wants to know Classroom. So we are lucky. So go ahead and take it away, lady.
4: Awesome. So let's go ahead, then, and roll through Google Classroom. So please shout out in the chat while we are going through. If you are a Google Classroom user, and it is not your first day of Google Classroom, what is your favorite use of Google Classroom? Because sharing is caring in at Global Gig. Okay. So first um, slide here is our information. If you would like to connect with um, Robin or myself, there's our information. I am a Google certified trainer along with Robin and um, I'm working in Jordan in a man and Robin, you are in. I'm right around the
1: corner from you. We're like this far away from each other. I'm in South Florida. Uh, I have the GEG South Florida region. I am actually a teacher, unlike some people, but more like most others. I'm a classroom teacher. I'm in the classroom all the time. But I got my certification to train because I really wanted to help
4: other teachers out there. And that is totally what it's all about. I love that, Robin. So if you'd like to reach out with either of us or with our um, GEGs, Um, you're welcome to connect that way okay who's ready to get started with Google classroom so we have a lot of comments coming in in the chat um, people using them to share class resources to communicate I love this Um, one person Kathleen says she keeps everything and everyone um, engaged and organized and this is really the big thing about Google classroom so the first thing we want to talk about actually is why we would want to use Google classroom so make sure you're following along Along in the chat and checking out all the reasons that those Googlers are throwing in there because it is all about communication, collaboration, creativity, and really empowering your students with the learning tools that they need in one place. So Google Classroom is a super duper um, easy user interface means that it's really easy for students and teachers to use whether you've been a Googler for decades, like some people, and whether you're it's your very first day, it's really easy to pick. So it's a one-stop shop, I guess you could say, um, of all the things that you can do to take your physical classroom and turn it into a super exciting digital environment. So an online virtual classroom. It makes it a streamlined process and um, everything is accessible from Google Classroom through Google Drive as well, so that means that everything that you create with your students, um, next slide please, everything that you create with your students, um, you'll be able to, and they will be able to access through their Google Drive, so we're going to show you today over the next few minutes how you can create your classroom, how you can set it up, and all the reasons why you would want to walk away and go and use this in your classroom, of course, also to help you through the level one exam so let's get started Robin
1: absolutely Uh, I'll share with you my screen so that we can do it live so everybody can kind of see how it's done but you can also see our slides and those are really just to be used as quick reference points so getting started where is Google Classroom because I thought to myself you know once everybody went by the wayside so to speak because of COVID it's like how can I have a classroom if I don't have a classroom So the easiest way to access Google Classroom, two ways that you can do it. You can either find it from your Gmail, and I will show you that now. Let me just share my screen. Or not. And I love that Robin. Uh, I
4: love how Google is so awesome. I know we mentioned it in day one and day two, how Google is always offering us so many options, right? To get the same thing done. And so you can pick and choose your favorite way to access, uh, this amazing G suite application, Google classroom. Okay. Go ahead and show them the goods, Robin.
1: All right. I like to access it through my Gmail. So here I have my Gmail open. And just as a side note, I know that some people were complaining that the mouse wasn't big enough. So I decided to pick uh, Florence the Flamingo and she is going to be our cursor for today so that we can all see it because we all know that flamingos don't live in Florida. So anyway, when you're trying to access Google Classroom, you can Robin, come up here
4: I'm so to... excited because we don't have flamingos here in Jordan either. Can we get some love in the <laughs> chat, please, for Florence the Flamingo? I mean, come on. If this is not the best session you have seen at the Global Gag Boot Camp because of Florence the Flamingo, I would like to know. All right. Let's show them, Robin.
1: All right, so if we click on the waffle, you'll see here that you have all of your options. You all already know that by now because we had awesome people earlier in Boot Camp show us that. So you would click on Classroom, or you can just simply go up to your Omnibox and type in uh, Google, I mean, classroom.google.com, and that will take you also. So let me go back to my little Boot Camp classroom that I started. And what we're gonna uh, discuss first here is how to create your classroom. When you are, when you first go to Google Classroom, if you don't have any classes set up at all, you need to set one up. The easiest way to do that, the only way to do that is to come up here, you click the plus sign, and you're either gonna join a class or create a class. And in this instance, we are going to create a class. I did jump ahead just a little bit and created this one for us today, just as a management tool so that you can see, we can all interact with how this is going to happen. So once you create your class, you've given it a name, and even if you want to give a little description about what your class is, either for your students or for parents, or from whomever it is that you're gearing it towards, you can add that as well. Next up, we wanna make it look nice. How many classroom teachers do we have out there that have no posters on the wall? None. Everybody, every teacher, there's this innate sense of creativity. So we need to make it personal. We need to, as I like to say, criticize it. The way you do that is it's easy. You just click on select theme, And Google already has all of these amazing banner styles that you can use. Uh, I like to because this is a global group. I'd like to pick this particular one because we've got flags of various nations, but you can pick anything you want. And as a side note, and this is something that I probably shouldn't say online, but in the past, I'll be honest, because I've used Google Classroom forever, you kind of have your favorite classes. So I kind of gave those a really pretty picture. And then you have those other classes that maybe not your favorite. You're like, okay, I'm gonna just give them this picture. And then you move on.
4: So, so then we have after that. that- We have a Mm -hmm. comment in the chat about the cursor people are really excited about florence the flamingo robin and so we just wanted to make sure we shout out that as awesome and cool and pink as florence the flamingo is your cursor change is not on your level one exam okay so we will drop the link for you in the chat um that if in case you would like to have some creativity with different cursors but definitely that part is not part of the l1 exam okay so we just wanted to clarify that
1: Right. I just did it because I know that there were some comments early on from day one that cursors were too small and it was kind of hard to follow. So I just wanted to make it as loud and obnoxious as I am. So here we go with Florence the Flamingo. Um, Okay. Next up, if you see this little gear icon up here, when you click on the gear icon, it gives you the ability to really customize what it is you want to do with your classroom. Now keep in mind too that Georgina and I, we both have been using Google Classroom and we know so many fabulous ways to use it, but we wanna keep it condensed and we really only want to focus on those things that you're gonna find on the exam. So as far as all of the things that you see here on the screen, the things that you can change and add in, um, for the most part on the exam, You will probably not have to worry about the grading and the grade calculation. Um, I don't know, I've never seen the guardian summaries, but just know that this is here. Know that if it asks you on the exam to uh, put in a class description, again, the way that you do that is you just simply click on the gear icon and that will give you the ability to customize everything.
4: It's such, right, George, too, it's such a great way to, it's such a great way to, to be able to engage and personalize it with your students. So I know, especially when we yes. started into distance learning, we had like competitions to see which student wanted to have the most creative um, classroom banner for the Google Classrooms that we had, and then they changed those out. And so there are loads, as Robin said, ways of creativity that you can use with this simple Google Classroom application to engage with your students. Just remember that we are only covering the basics today for the L1 exam. But as Robin's, you know, showing you um, through the screen, keep in mind that there are loads of ways you can um, create with that.
1: Definitely. So now we're up to adding co-teachers and adding students. So I can navigate the screen, Georgina, if you want to just talk us through that.
4: Awesome. And so now what we want to do is we need to have people to engage with in classrooms. So what we'll do first is we will go to the people tab and at the people you'll see there are four tabs at the top of the Google Classroom. So at the people tab, this is where all of the members of our virtual Google Classroom will be located. And so in order to add a um, teacher, we're going to do student or teacher first. Let's do teacher first okay you. let's click on add the plus button is a little person with a plus yep and then we'll type in the email address for the person that you would like to add and again this is the first way that you can add students there are a couple of ways so we'll get to everything so you're going to type in the email address of the um, teacher that you would like to co-teach with and you click on the address and then you would click invite and that teacher what's going to happen is they are going to receive an email invitation so for example I'm in my email on my another window Robin if you want to flip to the slide deck you can show them the screenshot we already put in there and then I'm going to click on the word join in my email and it automatically adds me to the classroom when I click the blue accept button. So here is the screen that to show you the different windows that you're going to get. So that one on the left that's blue you'll see there um, that I've clicked accept now and now I'm in Robin's um, Bootcamp Google Classroom. So if you want to go back to the Google Classroom, you'll see then you might need to, there we go, that my name has now fully populated and it's not gray anymore. So that means that I have successfully been added as a co-teacher. So let's go ahead and show them also what it is um, to be added as a student, Robin. Um, So we're going to go ahead and click the plus button next to the human icon and we'll enter the um, email address. And just so that you know, you can only be a student or a teacher in a classroom. You can't be both users in a single classroom. And so what Robin's going to do is she's going to remove me now from the co-teacher and she's going to add me um, as a student. And then once she adds me as a student, it's going to be um, the exact same way and I will receive an email. Now, there are a couple um, of things in the classroom, uh, sorry, in the chat, uh, the YouTube chat, asking about email groups, asking about administrations. So as um G Suite Administrator for the school that I'm working at, I can let you know that there are other ways of doing that, but you don't need to know those for the L1 exam. So because we're here just to support people with the steps that they need, the information that they could be asked questions on on the exam, we'll just stick to that. But absolutely, in office hours or after the chat, if you would like to know how there are other ways that we can add students in bulk to Google Classrooms, we are more than happy to help answer those, okay? guys so we'll just stick to the basics for today okay and we do see that our other global gag fellows are in there um, helping us out with the chat questions as well so thank you for that okay so Robin has added me as a student now to the Google classroom Um, and what
1: what's the other way to to add students in the Google classroom Georgina aside from a direct invite
4: Absolutely. So Florence Flamengo is on the ball today, guys, and he is pointing directly at that beautiful class code in the Google Classroom banner. And so G Suite has given us a super simple way. So at the beginning of distance learning or if you're in a physical environment inside the classroom, you can populate that class code on your screen and ask your students when they go to Classroom .google.com, they can actually click uh, the plus button and they can click join instead of actually clicking on create. When they click join, they can then enter that classroom code and it will take them into the Google Classroom. So I love it, G Suite is always thinking about what is the best way for teachers. But what I love about G Suite, again, is their flexibility to meet needs of different users. So depending on how your school has decided to set up your Google Classrooms, they've given you a variety of ways. That's a great point, um, Robin, thank you. Robin, what should we show them next?
1: Um, Florence was just telling me that there's a secret code should is it time
4: for the secret code, Florence?
1: Check that out. Um,
4: Who's ready for the secret code, like guys? Oh, the chat is popping. Oh no, it's an awkward moment. What? What's the code again? Uh oh. I don't know when when I have Google Classroom
1: and I'm I'm showing my kids like how to join. They're like, oh wait 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 wait, Miss What's that code again? What's the code again? Well, yeah, uh, what I'm sorry. What, what's the code? What's the code again? Okay.
4: Gosh, so, this is um, really awkward, and I see Florence is in there. Maybe we should ask Florence. Florence, mm. any ideas? Okay. All right. Well, we'll get back to that. So, what's the code again? And back to Google Classrooms with Florence.
1: All right, now we're gonna talk about how to communicate with your students as well as how to create assignments with your students because on the level one exam, there's a very, very good um, possibility that you will be asked to create an assignment. So the first thing you wanna do is you're gonna go to your classwork page and you'll see here, I don't have anything assigned yet because this is a brand new Google classroom. I wanted to start from scratch with you and there are a number of options. When you click on create, for me, because I have some extensions installed, you won't necessarily see the exact same things that I have. And that's okay. You will all have the same basics that I have. And the two things that I want to discuss with you today are assignment and quiz assignment. So when you click on create, and you wanna create an assignment, you just click on assignment. You'll uh, give your assignment a title, If there are specific instructions that you need your students to follow, you would put them in this box. And then here comes one part that you really need to make sure you're specific. There are two two really important things here. This is one of them. When you click on add, this is your ability to add an actual assignment in there that you've already created. If you have created your assignment in Google Drive, you can pull it right out of Google Drive. If the assignment needs to take students to a a specific link on the web somewhere, you just insert a link. If you're still keeping a lot of your uh, assignments or your documents downloaded onto your particular computer, then you would hit File. And it's really sweet now, too, that you can link in directly from YouTube if you want your students to watch a video as an assignment. So if I click on Google Drive, you'll see that it'll take me to this particular screen, which shows everything that I have in my drive. And for the purposes of our demonstration today, I don't have a whole lot in there, of course. So I'm going to just pick on this PDF. You can upload anything that's in your drive. And when you click on add, you'll see here, this is the assignment. Now, another super important thing that you need to remember, both in real life and also for the exam, is you have options. Google loves to give you options, and it's great to have options. The important thing is to remember when those options are available. So when you click here, it's can view file, can edit file, or make a copy. And I'm going to go through this part very quickly because you're not going to be asked specifics on this, but I want you to understand what they all mean. When you click on view a file, it's exactly what it says. The student's gonna see it on the screen. The student is not gonna be able to interact with it. Maybe you just want them to read something. You're flipping your classroom. You need them to be prepared for tomorrow. Here, read this and come in prepared. That would be view. I love that,
4: Robin. Edited. And so maybe we can ask people in the chat, what would be super good examples of when you would ask or when you would share learning um, materials or spaces where it would be view only. So if you have some really, Really good ideas to our audience out there of when you would use view only resources in your Google classroom please drop those in the chat because remember sharing is caring
1: okay then we have students get edit file have to be really careful with this because this means that you're putting your original document in there and every student who has access to it can change it but it's a great option for collaboration. If you need kids to put their uh, their thoughts, their pictures, whatever it is, that you, the assignment that you're doing, edit. Make a copy for each student is exactly what it sounds like. It's like you just ran off copies on the copier and you're giving a copy to every single student. Student can interact with it and it won't interfere with the original version. Your original version will still be clean. Once you decide what you're gonna do with that, then you can come up here and decide if you want to assign it right now, or if you want to schedule it for a later time. Again, great uses for all of these things, not necessary to know all of the uses for the exam. Or you can just save it as a draft because you're not quite ready to to post it yet. You can choose which classes you want to send it to, your points, uh, topics. You can create a topic for it to fall under, but we're not gonna get into that quite yet. And then once you're ready, you just simply assign And here you see under your assignments, that is the assignment that I just put in there. Uh, and then I think if Florence is, is talking to me through my um, AirPods, so I don't know if you guys can hear it, but Florence just said that we had another code. <gasps> is Florence should, back should we... with another code? <gasps> I, I think so, because we just went through uh, how to assign assignments and this has come up. Oh, Wait, wow. who's got Hogwarts up there?
4: Who's got That's Hogwarts up there? Florence, did Florence go to Hogwarts? Wow. Florence, Florence did not go is... to
1: Hogwarts. Oh, there. Oh. oh, okay. We got Florence back. So sharing is caring. That's such a cool code.
4: We That's love very that code.
1: Georgina. <laughs> Georgina <laughs> so, loves to share.
4: Guys, Make sure we're, we're down to like about eight minutes before we're passing it over to the next people who the next Googlers who are going to come and share the next G Suite um, spot with you. But please do drop in the chat your favorite way to collaborate with your students in Google Classroom. OK, what is your favorite way to collaborate? Drop those in the chat with sharing is caring. And don't forget to upload your selfie with Florence the Flamingo. Okay, we are waiting for those tags. All right, let's get back to googly stuff.
1: Okay, and real quick, before I turn it back over to you, Georgina, if you wanna communicate with your students, you can communicate with your students through the stream. So you can type something in there, it can go out to the whole class, or what's really nice is you can pick just specific students and this way, if you have, maybe there's an extra piece of work that you need, need to give a student to, to help him out. He's fallen behind. You can assign it to just that one person. So there's so many cool things that you can do with all of this. But I think what we have coming up next is some helpful tips for your assignments. Uh, we're not gonna go through these one by one necessarily right now, unless we have time at the end, but we don't wanna hold up anybody else who's coming up next uh differentiation do you want to talk just a little bit more about that i kind of touched on it but you want to take that away georgina
4: Yeah, absolutely. So guys, remember, every student learns at their own pace. Everyone has their own learning needs. And as an educator, our number one thing is to support them with personalized learning experiences. So you are able to create those different learning experiences and set those for specific groups of students or for specific students. Also really awesome for sell and send students, if you have a whole department at your school like we do, they get in there and they're able to differentiate as well. If you're in a primary school, you can have all of your different subject teachers in on one primary Google Classroom and they can also differentiate um, through topics there as well. So there are loads of ways that you can set it up um, consistently, vertically, as well as horizontally across the school using um, topics and then assigning things to specific groups of students. And like Robin was saying on the helpful tips for assignments, Robin if you want to just swap back to the slide deck perfect just make sure just as we do in the classroom that when you're using Google classroom to set your learning experiences that you do it with clear instructions guys so make sure you have your title make sure your descriptions are labeled maybe by numbers or bullet points make sure you give especially in distance learning guys because you're not there to help the students um, one by one so be as explicit as you can instructions are really important make sure you set a due date if needed and point. So just make sure you use all of the features in the window so that your students can easily um, process, proceed through their learning experiences. All right, what have we got left, Robin? Uh, Just going
1: over one more time differentiation. You'll be getting a copy of this slide deck at the end, so you'll be able to see better exactly what we're talking about But the differentiation, you can do, as I said, differentiation, if you just need to send out a notice to your students. But you can also, when you create an assignment, you can decide which students you want to send that assignment to. So if you have kids working in groups, you want to just give this to one particular group. If it's uh, work to have a student catch up on, then you can assign it to just one student. Again, so many tips to use this, but we just want to make sure you know where it all is for the level one exam. I don't want to overwhelm you.
4: We had a great question from Brandy in the chat asking about whether or not other students will see our assignments if we only assign it to that one student or those specific students. What does Florence think, Robin?
1: Florence has had that experience before. But what is safe to say is, no, if you assign something to one student or you assign something to five students, it's only the students who see the assignment are the ones to whom you assigned it. Uh, same thing with the stream. If you need to send out a message to a particular student, it's only that student who's going to see it. You as the teacher will see everything that you see on the screen. But if you're you know, specifically pointing out students, only those kids will see it.
4: That's awesome. And then we also had another question about the difference between a quiz assignment and a regular assignment.
1: I forgot to show you that. Thank you for bringing that up. We'll do that real quick. In create quiz assignment, it's going to give you a blank quiz. Make sure when you open up that blank quiz, we've already gone over forms. So I don't need to go through all of this with you. You already know how to do that but you'll be able to take a, uh, I'm sorry, create a quiz directly within Google Classroom that will be assigned to whatever students you need that uh, assigned to. So it's right there, it's super easy. Again, it's just the click of a button, quiz assignment gives you this blank form, and you'll be able to fill that out. Uh, I think the last thing we have to do, Georgina, we've only got about three minutes is talk about, Our challenge.
4: Oh, who loves a challenge? Is Florence ready? Did he bring Uh -uh. his dumbbells for boot camp?
1: He's been practicing all morning. It's a little bit of annoyance, you know, having this flamingo running around. The dogs are going crazy, but I think he's ready. I think he's ready.
4: So is everybody
1: ready for our challenge? You want to explain this, Georgina?
4: It looks like they're ready. Yes. This slide that you guys are seeing on the screen are just some super duper um, tools to let you guys, um, you know, explore and discover more awesome um, integration things that you can do with your Google Classroom. So there's some playlists in there. There's some shout outs from Ditch That Textbook with guides to getting started with Google Classroom. There's also the Teacher Center directly from G Suite with all kinds of playlists. So you'll get this slide deck, go through if you'd like to get more, spend more time um, discovering in Google classroom. Now yes. to the challenge.
1: The challenge is drum roll. drum roll.
4: That didn't sound like a drum roll, but it looked like a drum roll. I tried. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for today's challenge, what you guys need to do, um, and, um, You need to create a Google Classroom, which you can do from your G Suite account. Personalize it with a banner, just like we talked about earlier. Invite info at globalgeg.com as a student. And add a quiz in assignments, which is due in one week. It can be any day. It doesn't matter as long as you've got those four criteria in. And make sure that um, you take your selfies also and tag them um, at globalgeg as well for um, extra points for the leaderboards and I don't see that there's any other big questions there were some that were already answered in the chat by um, fellow um, Googlers so thank you to the rest of our team who are in the chat helping out with those today Um, so I think that's it Um, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed an intro to Google classroom today with Florence the Flamengo and um, thank you to my awesome counterpart Robin from just around the block I'm looking forward to meeting Florence uh, after today's boot camp. Yeah. And we are looking forward to your selfies, guys. Get those selfies in with Florence. And uh, we are going to bring Amber and um, Stephanie back on the chat now to um, introduce them to Florence the Flamingo. Oh, that (laughs) was the best.
0: That was the best. So much love for Florence. I was, I was telling everybody to, to know how to do it. That's what they're do- saying right yeah, now. There might be a battle of the mascots. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but thank well, you. That was awesome. I think you inspired yes. some people in the back to go, I want to look at my cursor. So yeah, that was great. And um, And in all seriousness, though, a really great session on an intro to classroom. I don't think one of the comments was that not everybody uses it in their district. So especially when you go to take the okay. test, you need to know how to use it, even if it isn't something that your that your school or your district necessarily uses. So, um, thank, thank you so much for an awesome intro to that. Great, great job. And we're going to bring up our next our next presenters. Who's coming next, Amber? We have Lance and let's see, Bonnie and Rick. Is that who we have? So let's see, adding right. them in you're right. Oh, okay. people people are removing the background. I'm sorry. Here you are, Rick. Welcome. Welcome. And, and we
2: have Bonnie. All right. And where is Lance? Here he is. There we go. Lance, cool guy with his awesome setup behind him. So
0: Yeah, you don't you don't need us anymore. now you've got these three. You're set. All right. So please take it away. There were lots of people looking forward to your session today. So please teach us about sites. Please, please. Yes.
5: Uh, all right. Uh, can hi, we go ahead and get my my screen shared there? There we go. Oh, it was there for a second. This is fun. All right. There we go. All right. So I don't have a cool little mouse for everybody to look at, but I did uh, enlarge my mouse uh, so you could see it better. I had to decrease it a little bit because it was too big. So I'm Lance Key. I'm the Instructional Technology Specialist in Putnam County, Tennessee. Uh, I work with teachers on a day-to-day basis. You can follow me at LanceRKey.com. Then my buddy right above me here.
6: Uh, My name is Frederick Ballou. Um, I teach fifth grade instrumental music. It's a fancy way to say beginner band. I'm in the Minnesota metro area. I run uh, the GEG Minnesota metro area. And uh, next we have right above me.
7: Hey, I'm Bonnie Chalette. I uh, run GEG South Louisiana I'm from Baton Rouge and I'm a technology facilitator.
5: Yeah, so what you got with you today is we got Fred from the up north. We got me, I'm in the south, and then we have Bonnie that is in the deep south. Oh, so the way gonna, in the bottom. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of different accents today. So hopefully, hopefully. Oh, we can all, for sure. Yeah, hopefully we're going wrong with that. I like to say that I'm gonna be the bread today. Uh, Fred, Rick, Frederick, you might hear me call him all. He's gonna be the ham. And then Bonnie's <laughs> gonna be the dressing that goes on top of all of it. So, and you'll understand what all that means as we go through Google Sites today. So first thing is, why do you need a Google site? I get this question all the time. I've got Google Classroom. Why do I need a site? So first off, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Uh, your school sites. You might have some school sites that you might want to do. You might have club sites that you want to put out there. Teacher sites, and then last, student portfolios. And we'll walk you how to do, uh, walk you through how to do some of those today. So the first thing that I'm going to show you though is actually how to start that site. And there's really. Two different ways, we'll say three, but two. The first thing that you can do is you can go into your Drive. So you can see that I'm in my Google Drive here. Multiple different ways that you've learned to get to it by now. You can go to drive.google.com. You can click the waffle button inside, your, inside of your mail uh, or, or many different ways. When you get here, you have to hit the new button. Go down to more. And then there is Google Sites here. This is the first way that you can create a site. Now, this is not the way that I suggest that you create a site, but you can. The second way, I'll just close this tab and we'll open another one up. And I apologize for my mouse being this big. I don't always hit where I need to. You can go to sites.google.com. And if you do that, this is the second way you can do it. If you have the old sites or if you created sites in the old sites, you can click on new sites and it will take you to where we're going to go, which is sites.google.com forward slash new. So that is the third way. If you click that tab though, it will take you to this place also. Now, the reason that I suggest that you may want to create it this way is number one, all of your sites are going to show here in a tile. Number two, up at the top, you have a templates gallery that you can click on and it will open up pre-made templates for you. So if you're not a web designer and you want to be able to just click and add things in, move stuff around, this will help you do that. There's also this little button that's hidden right here. I think they should do a better job of showing this. If you click this little button right here, it will give you more examples of your sites that you can create. All right, I'm going to be uh, Plain Jane, and I'm just going to start off with a simple blank website, and we're going to talk about how to create this today. So, as I as I told you before, we're all over the place. Uh, some of us uh, are are in the north, some are in the south, but we're going to work on creating this site together. So, first thing I've got to do is name my site. So, up in the top left, it says "Untitled Site." I'm going to name this as our GEG. Um Harry Potter site, since we were talking about Harry Potter earlier. I know nothing about Harry Potter, but I bet my team can help me with it. Now until I name that, you will notice none of these options popped available for me. So don't try to share your site with anybody until you name it. So now I'm going to hit the plus to add collaborators. and I'm going to go over here and grab the email addresses of my collaborators today. I'm going to paste that in right here. So as you can see, I got Bonnie and Fred coming in. I'm going to make them editors. I have the options to make them editors or published viewers. I could send them a nice little message, notification. I'm just going to hit send to them. Yes, they're outside my domain. That's okay. And then later on, they will. you'll see these guys pop in here and they'll be able to help me to create this site. Now, the reason that I said that I'm the bread for this, I'm going to talk about how to work with your header today. You can see Fred just popped in here with me and I'm going to talk about your footer and how to add a footer to this. And then Fred's going to work on the things in between for us. And then Bonnie's going to top it off with all the sauce and dressing for us. All right. So first off your banner. Now I will say the banner is the most frustrating thing to me about Google Sites. Uh, And the reason for that is the banner actually collapses depending upon, because they made this kind of mobile ready. So I've got a couple of different ones that you'll see here. You see, this is a, a smaller banner that has a logo in the middle. I'm in uh, preview mode right now. As I click on this, you will see how it collapses down. And you see why I've got all this white space that's kind of over here to the side, because you lose that as you close this down. So this is a smaller banner. This is a medium sized banner here that has the navigation on the left side. Again, you're gonna see that we're gonna lose a lot of the school when I close this down. So here we go, we're gonna close this down. You'll see the picture resizes. So you have to be mindful as you make your banners. Here's a a large banner, okay? But you'll notice that we're gonna lose a lot of the county logo and things as we collapse this down. So be mindful of that. I have a little Google Sites banner template that I have made here. I put these rectangles that's on here. As you notice, this is a 1600 by 250. And I have uh, my rectangles at four inches, five and a half inches, and six and a half inches. And I would like to say that this works every time, but you kind of just have to play with this to get it exactly like you want it. So I'm gonna bring in our Global GEG logo here. I'm gonna drag and drop that in. I'm going to kind of center this up right here and then I'm just going to do a file download as PNG and then we're gonna make this our website banner here so I've got I can just put a title on this page I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna hit upload and then I'm gonna select my banner here and hit open you're gonna see that it's gonna bring it in so a couple of things for this banner if I want to put a title on top of it I can but I don't want to right now. I've got this little readability thing here that it will adjust your picture in and out. But again, if we hit preview, this is what it's going to look like as we resize it. Okay. Nice. All right, so, so let's say let's say that you know, maybe we don't want an image. We're going to reset this thing, and we're back to this gray background. Over here on the right side, we have what's called themes and this is to make it really easy so I'm a guy I'm not very good at making things look pretty I'm more about functionality Uh, we can come in and say hey I want to change my colors and it will allow me to change my colors here or I can select a if you know your uh, your hex codes you can come in and select any color you want and I use a little eyedropper tool to help me figure out my hex codes that's an extension that I use So to help you figure that out. So let's just go with a kind of a pretty purple here. Um, and if y'all want to change this later, guys, as we go through this, you can. So now I've got a color header in here and you can change your type. So if you want to go banner, large banner, any of those, you can do that. So that's kind of how you create your header. Uh, so this is our GEG Harry Potter. And then last, we need to know how to add a footer. So I'm gonna hit the footer part here. This is gonna be like for your school address uh, or anything you want to show up on every page. So I'm gonna go with a small, I'm gonna center this guy up and this is going to be Hogwarts. And if I misspell this again, I apologize. And this is at nine and three quarters. Is that correct, guys? Yep. Isn't mm-hmm. that where, isn't that where nine, Hogwarts?
7: Look at you, platform nine three quarters.
5: Oh, well. uh, I, I just guessed at that real quick. So uh, my, my friends would be disappointed in me. All right. But anyways, let me get that out of the way. My big mouse is killing me again. All right. So I am going to, at this point, turn it over to Fred and he's going to talk to you about how to create pages and subpages. Cool. Cool. Um, if we could share my screen,
6: that would be super sweet. I am trying to stop. Oh, sure. All right. Go. Cool. I'm going to be talking about adding pages, add a subpage, an external link, change the order of pages, delete a page, and change page navigation. So here we are on the site that we created. So if you want to add a page, it is about as easy as looking over here where it says page. Do you see where it says pages? You can click that, and right now the only one we have up is the home page. Really, Cora? All right. Um, so if we want to add a page, we just come down here and click new page. So we could do, let's call it houses, right? Because Harry Potter has all the houses. Herbology,
7: whatever. Either one.
6: <laughs> So, well, we're gonna have the houses, right? And now we wanna add a sub page. So see how easy that was? So now if we look at the site, here's our main page. There are our houses and it's labeled houses. And of course you can change that Okay, now that I'm looking at it, is that spelled right? Yeah, that's houses. <laughs> okay. you got this. Woof.
5: All right, so <laughs>
6: <laughs> here we are, and now if we want to add a sub page, all we got to do is see the little three dots. We can click add a sub page. So what we would do now is we would probably add the houses. So obviously we have to add Gryffindor because they're the Boy Scouts. How do you spell that, Bonnie? G r y
7: f f f i n d o r.
6: I-N-D-O-R. I'm I mean they're cool, but they're they're not who I'm about.
7: I'm Ravenclaw. That's
6: same, same. That's oh, right. No, I think we're
7: kind of Hufflepuffy.
6: I'm Hufflepuffy? <laughs> How dare you? All right. And then uh and then we would add the other ones. So uh Slytherine, spell that for me, Bonnie. Slith-
7: Slyther. S L Y T H E R I N.
6: And then of course, how dare you, Hufflepuff.
7: My daughter's a Hufflepuff.
6: All right, well then I guess it's all right. H-U-F-F-L-E-P-U-F-F? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so we've got our houses. So we've made a page and a sub page. Now we could add an external link. Now here, this is where you just paste the link. Um, can't think of any links to paste other than maybe Harry Potter. Obviously, we want to put the store there, right? So go ahead and copy that link. And then for your external link, you could just put it right there. So now we've got an external link. Because, I mean, that was one of the things I was gonna show you. So we've added an external link. Now, where does that show up? Can someone tell me? This is a quiz for you all listening. Anyone, anyone? No, am I still on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool, I was afraid I lost you all. All right, so, really? Okay, so um, yeah, so we've added an external link. So if we were to say view it, uh, where's view again, Lance, It's not published.
5: Uh, it is to the left. There you go. preview. There you go. So
6: I am not seeing where the, uh, where the external link shows up.
2: I, I saw you not hit the okay button at the bottom to save. Thank the link. You. So when good you do Lord. that, I think it'll show up.
6: <laughs> okay, good. Let's go back. Boink. So let's go ahead and click that external. Nope. That's not what we wanted. Nope. new link. And thank you for that, Amber. Bada bing. Done. Name. Stuff to buy. Boink. All right. So now that's where our link is. The next thing I wanted to show all y'all that's part of the slide deck is delete a page. Let's say we've decided that, I mean, Gryffindor, they're the Boy Scouts, Ravenclaw, they're the the Smarties, Slytherin. For any good story, you gotta have a villain. Let's get rid of Pufflepuff, despite your daughter being super cool. To delete a page, all you gotta do is click the three dots to delete it. Obviously, we don't want to delete it, but that's how you do it. All you gotta do is go over here to the three dots, scroll down and click delete. Now, if you want to talk about navigation, right? So here we have the order of things. Our stuff is like, here navigation. So like, if you were looking at it, this is where you would click if you don't like that, if you're into it looking cooler or different, you can change the navigation from top to side. So now, your pages are over mia, yeah, as opposed to at the top, and that's all you have to do to change navigation. And that's all I was going to show. Let's pass it over to Bonnie.
7: All right, I, I am going to change our plan because I I know these they're guys and they're lovely, but I made mine pretty. Um,
5: <laughs> Thanks, Bunny.
7: I, I I hate every each change his own. So Lance has a, an amazing way of um, making that that title and and that is awesome on Google drawings. I am far far lazier than that. Um so generally what I do is I change the image by a URL like I just google Harry Potter Gif and find the link and paste it here. Um, right on. Yeah, so that's, like I said, I, I, I appreciate Lance because he's better at this than me, but I'm just lazier. Um, it's nothing personal. So what I'm going to talk to you about are like layouts and how to do text boxes and dividers and buttons and all kinds of fun stuff. So um, right here, this is your friend. The, this There's a whole column that has your text boxes, your images, um, an embed code if you want to write, if you're like a coder person. Um, you can put stuff straight from your drive um, or even like have fancy layouts. Like I said, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I've got some friends. And once again, Lance was talking about why you would make a Google site. I've got some friends who've made some amazing classroom sites because they have maybe a parent ask too many questions. So they're like, here you go. Here's my site. And it has like a breakdown of their units and they can use it every year. Um, so, uh, like I said, you can look at all of these things. On the exam, you won't necessarily have to add these things. The thing you'll have to add is a text box. Um, So I'm going to start here. You can see my insert button right here. You can see my hat. I'm going to click that bow, text box. Um, I can type what I want. I can center it. I can bold it. And I heard a rumor that Google was, uh, you know, Gonna eventually add more fonts um, because here you're just gonna have a few options unless you change that theme that Lance told you about. So it's pretty basic options. Personally, I think people change fonts too much, so I, I like this. Um, I don't want my and my students to have edit access to the fonts,
5: Bonnie. Um, that sounds like the lazy way out, though. I mean, we is. need we need fonts. We need <laughs> fonts. Come on, do Google. not
7: change it to papyrus. Thank you. Um, so. I'd like Comic fan for life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys are fired. Um, so start, like I said, on the exam, all you have to do is create this page, um, add that text box. But if you want to make your, your class page, make it um, a little fancier, you can go down here. I might want to add a divider. Um, like I said, it's pretty straightforward. There's a divider button. Um, if I want to add a different type of button, um you have to have a link I could even link it to like if I want to um, I'm going to change it so say I want to have some buttons for all of my courses I can even link it to other sites within my site like on my personal site I have a collection of all these Google templates I got a big button in the front that says hey I know why you're here to look at my templates once I get I make my button, I can resize it, can move it around. Um, and that's just a, a way to like clarify to your, to your user, whether it's a parent, whether it's a student, how they can navigate your site. Um, if I want to add a YouTube video, I can add another divider. And then there's like a whole YouTube button. Um, so from straight from here, um, I, I know there are like rap battles and stuff. I'm not going to add them, but that would be nice. You can go ahead and do that. Um, there are some crazy rap battles of Harry Potter. Don't ask why I know this. Um, Cause
6: they're awesome. Have you seen them? <laughs> Obviously, You've seen them. They're so good.
7: So Harry Potter versus Walmart. I'm going to select that.
5: You and your you magic uh, broom there seems to be having like it.
7: Issues. Yes. I- I know it's cute. So I want to move this around with my my great value of uh, Voldemort here. Um, and I can center it, move it around, format it. And like next steps, I might want to add, I might want to add a calendar. I'm going to move over because I kind of filled this up. But say I'm a teacher, my students keep saying they don't know when stuff is due. Um, and even that I want to communicate with my parents when things are due. Now, if you're using Google classroom, you already have a calendar for that. But once again, I'm going to go to that insert tab. I'm going to look at my calendars. Um, it's not going to want but, um, so I can, I can add the holidays in the United States, um, right here. Like I said, this is an editable calendar. Um, if you've got a class calendar, um, if you want to put holidays in the UK, um, all your choice. I can move it around. Like I said, if you have a Google Classroom, I don't have any Google Classrooms on this account. I obviously do have a, a Harry Potter Google Classroom um, that I use for work, for all my trainings. Obviously. Obviously. Um, so, but you could you could add that Google Calendar right here. Um, even if you wanted whole. Now I have a friend who does this um, and it, it does look really great. Um, she's added a bunch of Google Maps. she teaches sixth grade world history um, and she's added a bunch of maps to her site about the different units. like here you go here, we're, what we're talking about in case you can't visualize it is Cairo. So once again I can go here I can click on maps because Google could not have made it simpler. Um, you can do a My map, which is a whole nother day to talk about, or you can just find a, um, a location. So those of you who don't know, Annick Castle is where they, they filmed that flight scene for Harry Potter. Um, and right here, I can add that map. So later, if they have questions, um, they can add that to their site. So, um. I don't know how many questions out of the chat because I have my screen. I am having trouble with my room. i got, got a quick question, <laughs> Bunny?
5: that, that I see here that's asking about student portfolios and artwork maybe.
8: Portfolios. Yeah. Okay. So,
5: so wh- anything that you actually put mm-hmm. in your Google drive, you can bring right in here mm-hmm. to a Google site. So, so bunny, would you like to just go grab uh show them how to grab any file from their Google drive and bring that exact, in with my
7: it in? My next thing.
5: There you so go. There you go. I'm Sorry, on I'm it. I'm ahead on of it.
7: I've used these for student portfolios. It's really great for those students. Um, You can transfer ownership to an outside email. So like if they work on this their senior year, they can transfer that to like a personal and then use it for like employment, college applications. Um, And one of the things they could do is add add any of the documents they've made. Um, So I can look at my drive. Um, like I said, for two purposes, I've known a lot of, um, principals who have added like informational forms to their, um, to their site, like in the front or students can add their letters of intent or, um, you could link in transcripts, but you saw when I, I hit that insert, I can, um, I can add a doc, I can add slides and that will automatically update. Um, I had a school site that wasn't user friendly. So I embedded slides that rotated and essentially I could, I could update our website from my phone. Um, So there's tons of stuff. Any document that you embed will live update. So if you're not a coder or whatever, you can put that syllabus right here on the front and you're like, you know, the second you publish something, you see your spelling error. Like if you can't spell Hufflepuff, um,
6: for example,
7: <laughs> For example um, it's going to change automatically. So Google Sites is super, super user friendly. Um, I just had a meeting the other day, too. We were talking about adding like data charts um, and that kind of stuff, because you can even restrict as much as you want to make your site publish. You can also restrict who can see it. So like student portfolios that have sensitive data, um, you can restrict that as well where only certain people can see it. Um, Lance, I have anything else I should cover?
5: Yeah, so so another question I saw, uh, Bunny, was uh, a couple of ways that you can use this. One is you, when you publish this, and and I think Fred was going to go over publishing in just a I, second. I got that next. Yes. Okay, uh, but you can do internal publishing, and you can do publish to the world. Uh, so mm-hmm. I know there was some there were some questions in here about, uh, well, you know, student pictures and privacy and things exactly. like that. I'm going to I'm going to let Fred talk about how to publish it and do all that. But uh, just know when you do publish, uh, mm-hmm. you have the option to, of where to publish and who actually sees that content.
7: Yeah. And Avian, sure. you have that in those share settings. You see I clicked a link and it's got a restricted option. So you can even nice. before you publish, make sure when you publish it, it is restricted for that sensitive student data. Totally, totally doable. And that's a great question. Because that's something yeah. um, we've I've experienced before.
5: Yeah, and w- one other question that I saw here was uh, this is also good for for sharing uh, common assessments and and yes. files ac- uh, across districts. Uh, sometimes yes. things get lost in Google Drive, uh, so a lot of people yeah. are doing their uh, common plannings and things through this, and they have a, just an internal site that only the people that it's shared with can see it, and they actually never publish it.
7: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I've, I, I could sit here all day and show you wonderful examples. I even have a friend who has her like Amazon cart, um, and her, um, like her, what is it? Um, where you can get donations right on her site. Cause if you don't ask, you don't get it. So she can send out, um, get all, you know, like parents buy her stuff all the time from that Amazon cart. So you can also use it like for your classroom, like to promote it. Um, But I definitely have seen some really good uses of uh, student portfolios um, work. We have uh, um, aquaponics class and they make a website about like the safety of going in because they have to like glove down and all this kind of stuff. Um, And so they've made some really cool sites because I could show you a million examples, but we only have so much time. But
6: two minutes to cover one more thing. If we could share my screen real quick. We already kind of talked about publishing too far ahead so i was going to talk about preview on publish site and then publish your site i'm gonna sadly go back to this one because bonnie didn't share a pretty one but we already kind of talked about preview you click this button to preview so you can see what it's going to look like both on the desktop uh tablet or mobile and then if you want to publish there's a button here that says publish so that's what you would hit and we can manage who can view the site so just like Bunny was saying, you can decide if it's gonna be you know, just certain people or published to the web. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the cool stuff. By the way, when this slide deck gets shared, there are some pretty fantabulous GIFs that are showing you exactly how to do all the stuff we just showed you. So if we move too fast, you can do, look at the slide deck. So our secret code is what? Um, because that's what we picked. And you can see our, uh, you know, our bitmojis there. Where w- said, w- yeah, ww, oh, dude, I get it. All right. Yeah. And then our bonus points. This one's tough, so good luck. We're asking you to, for 50 points, create a class website with at least two pages, pick two things to embed, either a doc, a map, a calendar, YouTube, etc., And then publish your site. And then after you do it, Put it on Twitter and then tag the three of us at Lancer Key, at Blue Ed Tech, at Bunny Chalette, and then hashtag global gag.
7: No Slytherin sites. No,
5: no, no. I'm a Slytherin. i
7: Slytherin, be the Slytherin. We had this conversation. Right
6: okay, I think we are good. Thank you all very much.
2: Thanks, everybody. Thank Peace you. Out, Nice job guys
0: lots of great tips thank you so much we love great, great it. job oh my gosh there was so much love in the chat for all of you because you were awesome. And so awesome. much love for the
2: Harry Potter. Everybody's. Oh on my the gosh! Harry I'm
0: I'm diehard. I'm diehard. I have five wands. Okay, so let's not get us started. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I have Luna Love Goods. That's my favorite of all the wands. Okay. Um. So we'll move on. We'll move on. We can have a whole Harry Potter day another time. But we have Louise. So happy to have you back, Louise. Always. Hi. How's
9: everybody doing? Better than you. Oh, oh, thank you. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) my session is on Google Groups, and uh, I hope to make this as fun and as brief as possible. Actually, uh, just to give people a breather, Google Groups is not that hard, and what's being evaluated in the test is rather simple. So, it's all really, really basic. So, I'm going to be heading out to give you guys a demo of what we're doing first thing we have to do is uh hi i'm luis pertuz i uh that's my twitter handle down there and um i am the leader of geg barranquilla and one of the founders of global GEG or global GEG, rhymes with egg yeah okay so um we're gonna be talking about google groups and this is google groups and there you can see us beautiful little gif gif hard g uh that explains how to get into google groups and there's lots of ways and we're going to see one way in a little second while i start doing a demo because this is easier as show and tell than just me throwing up a bunch of slides i will ask you to be very patient if you have any questions uh i'm sure somebody will pop up and just ask me i'll try and remain like i'm trying to see both screens at the same time it's not as easy as it seems so yeah um so don't the worry easiest I'm way here with you, Luis. you to uh, show you guys how groups works thank I'm here you. with you
0: Louise so okay. if you need anything I'm not gonna stay on but I'll pop in if there's a question so don't worry no everybody give oh. your questions but I'll wait for the right time because Luis is so patient with all of us so and nice polo by the way nice polo oh
9: thank you looks beautiful okay so um I tried making a bigger cursor but this is as big as I could get on my Chromebook uh, if you could recommend another cursor extension thing I'll be glad to use it the next time but still okay so we're gonna talk about creating groups which is really easy and um and we're gonna talk about a little bit i'm gonna do the same thing twice once in old groups and once in new groups just so guys know how it works and how to add members and how to post something to a group so it's really simple if you've used mailing lists it's that simple it's just really easy um so the first thing we're gonna do is uh we are going to go to groups.google. Dot com and that's the best way of getting into groups and then you're going to see one of two things you're going to see either new groups or old groups now in the exam uh i presume that you're going to be seeing uh new groups because it's on a new because but we never know so this is the interface for old groups and if you want to see the new groups there's this little blue button that takes you to new groups if you want to go back to old groups uh don't freak out There is a, uh, it it will be when it pops up. This is new groups. Okay. Now in the waffle, sometimes people get groups in the waffle. Sometimes people don't get groups in the waffle for some mysterious reason. Like for example, this is my personal account and my personal account won't work with the waffle. I won't get groups in the waffle, but my school account does. So it's just really weird. So, okay. So. Now, basically, now the best thing about groups is that uh, as long as you keep your group updated and you know who exactly is in the group and you have a good idea, you can share stuff to the group. And all the stuff that we've been talking about just now is uh, everything you can share. You can publish sites. You can publish everything else. You can publish it straight to a group and you don't have to list every single person that's in the group. And uh, that's the best thing ever. So, for example, when I told you guys in the chat that I'm... uh, that I'm, that I have like a Google site that I share only with Google certified t- trainers, that Google site is shared with a certified trainers group. So if you're not in the group, you can't see the site, but if you're in the group, the site works wonderfully. So, you know, that's one of the things that you have to do. So I'm going to teach you guys how to do, how to create a group from scratch. So we're going to create a brand new group and I'm going to do it first in new groups. And then we'll go to old groups because we're not sure which one of the 2 you're going to get in your, in your test. So I'm going to do it in both anyway, Christopher, so don't worry about it. So I'm going to create a group. So first thing you do is just in case you missed it, you're going to click this beautiful button with a little multicolored plus sign that says create group. And then you're going to get a bunch of questions. So what name do we want to give our new group? So just, uh, you know, is a new group. And you're going to have to bear with my typos because my typos are awesome. And then. Automatically, it's going to offer to create the group in the and the Google Groups um, in the Google Groups site. If you're on a custom domain, it'll offer if it'll do it in either Google Groups or in the or in your custom domain. So if you're at a school domain, it'll offer doing a new group under your school domain. Now, these group names can be anything as long as they're not already there. So it is a happy coincidence that this is a new group is not a group already, so yeah. So, and group description is, you can be as long or as short as you want. You can just place nothing there, but I I like to define stuff. So, this is a sample group for the awesome level one. Okay, by global so, well, GG. Okay, so then I hit next. And of course, this group has already been taken. So there you go. So this is a new group one and we're gonna go again yay okay so after that then it tells you uh you have to configure certain things about what you want in your privacy settings in the group if there are specific privacy settings in the test you're going to get the specific privacy settings in the question so if they ask you that the people who can search are only anybody in the web or group members or if only invited users or anybody can ask to join or anybody can join you'll have that in the test and all you have to do is select the correct options so all of these are different choices and like who can view conversations you can choose either the group owners or managers or the members or anybody in the world you can you can change all these different things according to the amount the type of groups you make now Google Groups does make more limited Choices than a custom group inside your domain, but don't worry about it. Okay. So uh, after you do this, then you hit next. It then asks me to add more members. So just because I know that Abed and Stephanie love being added to new groups, I'm going to add them to, to the group. So I'm going to add Stephanie Prosty, I'm going to add Steph Howell, I'm going to add Bonnie. going to add all the people who love being added to new groups this is leslie altman and if you want to you could also add a group to a group so if you're looking if you're looking for like for example i could add leaders at globalgag.org and then that would add all the leaders in the global gig that's, that's, that are listed. So it'll be really fun and really interesting. I don't recommend you do it though. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take them off, but just so you know that you can do it. I'm going to take them off so they don't belong to another group. And I'm going to erase this group anyway, but it's just so you guys know how it works. Group managers, I can assign managers. These are people that can add members, remove members, do blocking. Uh, if you decide to have this group be moderated, they can also be moderators and all that stuff. So. You can add anybody as a moderator, as a manager. So I'm gonna add Steph Howell because I'm sure that Steph Howell will be an awesome manager. Oh well, she's already a man. Okay, so I'm gonna remove her from here. I'm gonna add her here as a manager because she manages stuff. There we go. And then that's me. And then I'm gonna. I would type a short welcome message, but I'm too lazy to type properly right now. And then these people are going to be subscribed in one of several things. They could be either, they get every single email that's sent to the list. They get a digest at the end of the day. They get an abridged one, which is like a short digest or they don't get any mail at all. You can do these ones for none, for groups that you only want to use to like share stuff to, not necessarily to email. So then after you do this, I hit create group. And of course, since I'm, I'm suspicious and I could be a robot. I'm being asked to do a capture. And this will do this, especially if you guys, oh God, bridges. Especially if you guys create a lot of groups at the same time, it will be buggy and it will, will the capture will pop up a lot um, as it tends to do. And that is that. And then it'll take me directly to the new group and it'll give me the email address right there so i'm gonna copy it just to show you guys how it works okay so now i can go to group and it'll show me the group in the new groups interface and then i could directly type out some message or something to everybody in the group and everybody would receive it or let's wait for this to pop up so there are no conversations yet because of course nobody's written because it's brand new you could pop up a new conversation and look it acts just like email uh i'm sorry guys but you're getting some spam so i'm just writing out any message and i'll just post it if not you can also i can go mail.new if you didn't know if you do mail.new you get a new email message to compose and of course it's asking me to sign into the account which is the weirdest thing ever it shouldn't i know it's trying to ask me. well sorry i made a mistake i thought it was it's compose.new No, gmail Mail.new is to create a new account, sorry. Okay, so if I wanted to, I can, this is uh, Tammy, it's not a group text, it's more like a group mail service. So you could have like, um, if you're amongst the global GEG members uh, and we announce stuff, we use Google groups to announce stuff to people. So for example, so I just got this new email about my group being recently created, so we can we can read this over here, and then you can see eventually when it loads. Yeah, I just got course, your test message. I, I got your
0: very important test message, Louise.
9: Super uh, important. Lots yeah, of really it, it important came information. Yeah, it to there.
0: me as part of this group. So thank you. Yeah, very important. Very
9: important. Yeah. We'll we'll remove you. We'll remove the group. Don't worry. I know we don't need any more groups than we already have. So this is the group. This is the first message I get as a group creator. Uh, if I also wanted to send another message, and again, sorry guys, I'm going to send a message. I click. I hit here to create a new email. And when it loads, if it loads, and look at this super speedy internet today. Super super speedy oh yeah um, districts and schools in the states love to block groups so please be patient uh, i would recommend that if you're going to try creating groups to mess around just so you can practice for the test do it from a personal gmail account because uh it can be an issue okay so supposing that my internet is cooperating now ah we can try and compose we can try please compose come on i'm not liking this okay here you go so it's composing so i just hit paste which is this is a new group one at googlegroups.com and i just write in any subject and just say this is a test Sorry, and a little sad face, old school sad face, and then if I send this to the group, everybody in the group will get one, except for me, well, not really except for me because I'm getting copies of the group too, so there you go. This is the first test since it was posted within uh, the Google groups. There you go. It, it shows me the this is the first uh, message I sent, and then this second one. Won't it shouldn't appear for me because I sent it, and that's the way Google Groups works. It's not. It tries to be smart about it. Now, Google Groups accounts are not repeat, not limited to only uh, Gmail addresses. So you don't have to freak out if your other people that work with the other people that you're putting in a group are not within Gmail. You can try. You can. You can use. You can use any other account. There will be, there might be some stumbling blocks as to get, like getting like little different, um, uh, little different abilities within the group, but don't worry about it. It should work perfectly. Now, just in case, and if my internet cooperates, we're gonna do the same thing in classic groups because somebody told me right now that um, apparently uh, the test works in old groups. Now, it's the same thing, it's just a little less pretty. Old groups works exactly the same way, don't worry about it, it's 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 basically the same. So you have this old school interface and it's probably the oldest interface that there is on Google services. So yeah, uh, so all you do is hit here where it says create group and then we're going to give this group a name. This is yet another test And apparently this one does work, and it verifies before I hit somewhere. This is nice, okay, is another test group for the awesome level one can do global gg and yes i do always spell say out what i'm what i'm doing even if it's all in my mind and it's the same thing you can do this one here imagine this it lets me do primary languages and i choose uk because uk is metric and i like my centimeters and meters and kilometers thank you very much uh, you can it's the same thing you can choose you to be an email list a web forum question answer or a collaborative inbox uh the group visibility if you want anybody on the web to be there, if you only want it to be visible by members Daddy, of the group, or anybody else in the world. Daddy, we yes. A, we have a miss. Okay, Gordo, but I'll do the mission later, okay? Okay. Love you. It's kind of fixed. No, later. Late. Later. Love you. Okay, it's fixed this one. Okay. I'll, I'll fix it later. Okay. This is working from home. Okay. Um, also uh the different types of topics, who can look at the who can look at different types of group topics, managers, that now, all of this really granular stuff is also available in new groups. It's just hidden away. But for the test, all you need to do is create a group and post something to it. So don't worry about all the minutiae yeah? and the same thing in the test question. You'll get exactly what you need to do and you'll get exactly who you need to do and who you need to add and everything. So don't worry about being creative or the same way as we've said to you guys before for docs and sheets and, other, and everything else. It has to be correct. So if they give you a uh, a group description, copy and paste the group description. Don't make it prettier, don't make it nicer. All it needs to be is correct. It doesn't need to be perfect. It it doesn't need to be pretty, it needs to be correct. So I already listed out everything I want to do in the group. I just hit Create. And the first thing it'll do is another Captcha because of course, I am apparently a robot. It, It didn't see that I have a kid who just came in. So who knows? Traffic lights. there you go i am not definitely not a robot because of course robots can't tell traffic lights yeah tesla cars can't see traffic lights okay so it's the same thing it's just a clunkier interface so there you go this is the profile information you'd see if you entered an old google group and that would be just about it and then same thing i can do a test topic i can do it now here it doesn't prompt me to add group members at once but there is this beautiful manage members here. So if I go here and I hit manage members, then I can add new people in here. So uh, wait here, damn it. Okay, here, sorry. There's, you can either invite members, which is you give them, uh, you you list out different email addresses and they'll get an invite to join. Or in this case, it's faster, especially for the test. You can directly add members. So the difference between invite and direct add is that the people who I add directly, like for example, Abbott again, and then Steph again, and the other Steph again. And then these people are getting directly added to the group, so I can add them and then I'm going to add Bonnie and Leslie as invites. Now, welcome to the group. Imagine it's that's what it's saying. It's really in a weird, mysteriously lost language. Okay. Uh, I love captchas. Crosswalks. Okay. Okay. This is directly adding them. You know, this is why the new interface is nicer because it doesn't have me jump through all the hoops. If I invite members, I'm going to invite Bonnie and I'm going to invite Leslie. Of course, if I spell Leslie correctly, it'll be a lot better if i send invitations then the difference between this one and the other one is that they're going to get an invite and they can choose whether or not they want to belong to a group so cars i don't see any more cars okay um it's a touch screen that's why you didn't see the mouse move around so yeah i maybe they think i'm a robot if they can't see my mouse move around i'm not sure but that it's basically it and this is all you need to do about groups and it's the same thing uh, this other group, uh, the email address for the group is this is yet another email. This is yet another group, and then uh, the same thing. If I wanted to share something to the group, I just go into Gmail or into Drive or into wherever, and I just write out when it composes, if ever, I just write out the this is yet another at Google Groups.
0: So, Luis, I popped in in the background just yes. um, because I think sometimes people aren't sure how they'll be asked these questions on the exam. So if it's if it's something where they're being asked to utilize groups, there might be a multiple choice question maybe where they're asking something about it, but they might also ask you in a task. So I don't know if you want to take them through the ways that they might be asked. Okay, about-
9: sure. Uh, there's okay i don't know if this is technically covered by the nda but everybody knows uh, there are two parts to the google uh, the google certified educator test there is the multiple choice part where you get asked questions about different google suite uh tools that you can use and how to best use them and there is also a practical part where you actually have to demonstrate your knowledge and do stuff so pr- multiple choice super easy it'll have you ask and have you check off it can be one choice it can be many choices there's some that you have to put stuff in order but it basically questions that involve google groups would be like which tool would be awesome to create a group to deliver content to for example and then you would choose if you were going to use like groups or slides or sheets or classroom or whatever now um it depends on how you interpret these, but be mindful if you do the material on the on the course online on the Google on the teacher center. They will ask you questions that are similar to the ones that you're gonna get in the test, because if people you know how people are and we like to uh, imagine creative uh, answers to stuff. So yeah, you could use sites, you could use Classroom, you could use everything to share stuff to groups, but you know, you have to be in the mindset of the test asker to see exactly what it is that they're asking.
0: That's a and good then, point. Louise. In- I, I know you don't see me. That's a really good point that I think people I can't, are- I
9: can't. I, I moved you over.
0: So. Oh, you moved me. Um, is that I, I, I'm that person that, um, the, the multiple choice, I'm not overthinker on those questions. And so, uh, um, like my interpretation of what you're saying is, don't overthink it and really look at what is the tool, what is it teaching you? And is this question asking, can this tool do that specific thing?
9: Oh, well, yeah. And then if you have a practical part, because it's like everything, they have a bank of questions and a bank of scenarios. So not everyone is going to get the same questions. Not everyone is going to get the same scenarios. The scenarios are mainly the same, but, uh, uh in the bank of questions it is also a probability it has happened to me that you're going to get the same question more than once so i've gotten the same question twice in the same test and there's also the possibility that you get the answer to another question in in a future question that happens like so so you know be mindful take the test like you like like you know when we tell the kids that when they're doing their standardized test to you know review and go back because you can Review and go back because you can, and there's a beautiful button that says you know review question, and at the end it'll remind you. You know you mark this one for review. So yeah, uh, and if you do it in the practical part, you'll certain if it gets if that scenario gets to you, you'll have to create a group. They'll tell you who to add to the group. Don't worry about it. It it's like really laid out step by step.
0: Yeah, You it's almost within, could do
9: it if you it, don't practice. Almost. Yeah,
0: it's all within because you're given that the the whole like G Suite through your fake email address. So if they asked you to do any of that, they would say to find this person, they would tell you yeah. who it is. You're but adding them actually the give you a list. for Gmail. Yeah, they'll give you the list. So you and, don't and, have to like, and, go figuring
9: it out. And you can basically almost, and the way they give you the list, you can literally copy paste everybody into place. And the same thing, this test is corrected by a machine. So please bear in mind, you have to be correct, not pretty. So the same thing. If they don't ask you to to put in a welcome message, don't put in a welcome message. Don't don't you know? Don't overthink it. Don't overtask yourself because you do have a limited amount of time. And if you do overthink stuff, then you won't you, you might run out of time. I've had people who run out of time. Have Sure, for sure. No, I haven't seen any. Okay, uh, there you go. Okay, so and this is basically everything there is you know in the test because it's in the test about groups. And uh, oops, I'm I'm clicking on the wrong. Hey, there you go. And then there is a secret code word, and the code word is collaboration.
0: You're on fire. You're on
9: fire. So collaboration. Yeah. Well, Darren's on fire. He just (laughs) lit me up too. So collaboration is the code word that we're using for for extra points in the leaderboard. And then the leaderboard is right. Wait, there. Yeah, level level Org. Points are being awarded and, you know, points are going to be awarded all the time. Um, about the test, people will talk about this at the end, but no, you have up to three hours. That doesn't mean you have to take all three hours. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. Uh, all those recommendations are coming later, but, you know, please, you know, don't even wear a watch. So, yeah, that's it.
0: Perfect. So, Great job. As always, Luis, people were commenting you. about how you're the forms and cheats master. And now now they can call you. I don't know what would we I'm call also, you? Like the, the group the,
9: guru? Maybe we can group, go No, there. I don't like guru. It's it's no. too pretentious. Maybe it's like okay, the group. Fine. No, because we already have a calendar wrangler. It would be like the group guru, guru. Herder googly, googly,
0: googly groups? I don't know. We have to know. figure out a good name. Somebody's got to yeah. do some alliteration for me on that one because they need yeah. it. Okay. Um, so thank you, Luis. I'm going to bring Amber back up um, and we'll, as our, our next one is going to start in just a few minutes. So um, Amber, Amber and I will, will be here for you in between. Hello, Amber. I'm here. Hi, yeah. Amber. <laughs> we were getting some questions um, during, during this, because we're starting our next one in about two minutes and 40 seconds, if we're staying on time and people are popping in. So um Oh, someone said group Godzilla. <laughs> that could work. I don't know if he wants that one. Um, but I, I like
9: Godzilla. It.
0: You like okay, so there we oh, yes. uh, You heard it fun. here first. Perfect. You heard it here first. <laughs> and I like the face that goes with that. We could do some awesome bitmojis for that one, I think. Um, so again, yeah. yeah, people were asking a lot. I think as we near the end of this boot camp, we still have um more to go, but as we near this final day of day three. People really are thinking about how to actually practically take this test. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're getting a lot of questions that I would call in my class, like the logistical questions, right? The ones of how to do that. Um, And so don't worry, we're going to go over some of that at the end. But for sure, to reiterate what um, Luis was saying and what was being talked about in the chat. It is a three-hour exam. Some people will take the three. Some people will not. And I would say you never want to base your own experience on what somebody else has said it took them because everybody has a different skill level when it comes to different parts right it took me longer to do the multiple choice but that's because i overthought those questions and i probably <laughs> felt more comfortable in the doing um and you I, get different questions like what Luis was saying
9: yes Luis. no and and i took i took level two first because i wanted to mm. i wanted to take google to first and then since i wanted to become trainer i had to go back and take level one and um i took a very short amount of time because all the stuff in google in level two is already in level mm-hmm. one so so lots of it. for those yeah. of you who are coming to the boot camp for level two you'll see that we're gonna have you review all of this first before we go there so yeah
2: thank you yes all and right. i think You overthink yourself in those multiple choice questions. And so it probably will take you a lot of time, but I mean, just really look at what it is that it's asking you and what it is that it wants you to answer. But again, everyone takes their own amount of time with what they need and how much time they need to do it. Correct.
0: Like any student, I would say the same thing to them, right? Like the goal is that you're learning and growing and that um, and for me, I learned a lot. Stacy always says, I learned so much from taking the exam itself. Um, And Uh, And there were pieces where I was like, oh, I I do this all the time. And then all of a sudden I got a question and I went, that wasn't something I knew before and now I'm going to use it. So um, I, I think that these sessions have taken us through pieces. Things have been added since I first took it. And I've been going through these sessions with you going next time when I need to redo my level one and my level two certifications, I'm going to need to know all these. So I just wanted to say great job to all of our presenters as we bring on our our final, is it our final group? Yes, I believe so. No, 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 no. no. Darren's shaking his head no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. No, it is not our final team, but it is a great (laughs) team to to bring on right now. Um, Without further ado, we're gonna bring up Patrick. Patrick, who are you joined by in this session? I am
10: joined by Darren.
0: Okay, can't forget Darren, can't
10: forget Darren, never.
0: <laughs> all right. We are so we're so happy you're both here. We're gonna leave it to both of you as you don't need us here, but we'll be in the background if you need anything. Bye.
8: Yeah. Take give you that.
10: hey everyone. You're right, Pat. Everything's going well. Beautiful day here. And it is. It's very we got the and AC going when it's hot out. I know it's probably just hot for you. Yeah, because we don't have
8: aircon. No, I've just got a fan blowing more hot air around. But, you know, it's great when you're ginger because you love hot weather. OK, um, so we're going to take you through Google Keep this afternoon. And full credit goes to Pat for the for the deck because he put all of that together. And when you get your hands on it at the end, you're going to be able to, to click on loads of hyperlinks within that and get further information and more help. So we're going to do more of a live demo rather than going through um, the slide decks. But I think we've got uh, a shout out to do
10: first, haven't we? I believe so. If we could bring up the
2: slide deck, I don't know. Do you want Stacy's screen? Because you guys don't have yours shared. So let's see. Oh,
4: there yeah, we go. No, we
8: will do. We'll have Stacy's for a minute, and then we'll sh- then we'll share in a moment. Because we w- we want to give a f- shout out first of all um, to and it's really I think it's Sarah Pasquale, thing. But my eyesight's not brilliant, and my screen's quite small. Um, who shared? Uh, twitter challenge one entry favorite g-suite tools keeping her on track calendar and also there the old hangouts and meets but keep might just change things for you there so you've hung your hat on those two tools and um pat and i both feel like actually keep is one of those things that could change the world and i think it's important to bear in mind that although it's highly unlikely you'll have an actual keep task within the level one exam it will definitely, you know, it's definitely going to be mentioned within the multiple choice in terms of different approaches and may well be mentioned within the scenarios as well. So it's important you've got an understanding, but equally, it's really good for organizing yourself before the exam as well. Isn't that right,
10: Pat? Absolutely. Could put everything in there that you need images, links, all kinds of good stuff that we're going to hit. And it is a one stop shop for organization. Absolutely. So we're going to, like we said, we've
8: got hyperlinks in here. There's a bit.ly in there for you. There's also a video on the following slide, um, but we're going to jump straight in. Um, So you'll be able to click on that video. And there's one more slide um, that we're going to have a look at. So keeps available on the App Store, in the Play Store. It's available online as well. And you can even voice note into it. So it's really, really versatile. And we're just gonna go one more slide and show you the kind of things we're gonna go through today. So we're gonna be looking, and you can see these are hyperlinked. We're gonna be looking at creating different keeps and different ways of doing it, um, adding text and check boxes and the machine learning that goes along with it. Um, So I'm gonna do all of that side of things and collaborating, and then Pat's gonna show you all the cool stuff, okay? So I'm gonna go straight ahead. If we can share my screen now, I'm gonna jump in and you can see I've got my camo ready again. Um, and we're gonna go and create a Google Meet. Now, exactly the same as all of the rest of Google Meet, you can go in, uh, or the rest of the Google Suite, you can go in through your waffle, and you can just go to Keep here, and that will take you to Keep. You can also do that if you're in your Gmail and everything else, or you can do what we always have said, is just type in keep.google.com, and that will take you to Google Keep. Okay, and it just take a little second to load for me. I think it's more because it's hot than anything else. Ho- hopefully my is nice and big and you can see it. So you can see I've got a range of different notes in here. I've got one that's colored, I've got some gifts that
2: I think, think we lost him. I think we
10: lost him. I was waiting to see if it froze or not.
2: Uh, Well, what are some things that you guys love about Keep? I mean, we can keep it going with some things that you just love. Patrick, you can talk to us about some things that you love and what you use Keep for.
10: I will go ahead and share my screen here and jump over and hopefully Darren will come back and cut me off here. But (laughs) some of the different things and... If you're quick, you'll catch a word there briefly. But one of the things we want to touch on is obviously the different ways to get there. Once you get to keep, you're going to see a screen that looks like this. This is dark mode, little easy on the eyes, not as much white going on. But you'll see right at the top, you have your search box. So you can find all the different notes. When you get into the note itself, you're going to see first thing up, you can do a title. Then underneath that is where you can actually start to compose your note. Both of those are just simple text fields. So you can go ahead and just type in any of those. And then as we come through and look at more of Keep itself, you're gonna see some icons that are fairly similar to other tools that you've used in the land of Google across the bottom. You have a way that you can set a reminder for different things in your Keep note. You can add collaborators. So you can use a collaborative note A side note of, me and my wife do this with our grocery list, so it comes in handy so we don't duplicate purchases, but I also use this with other coaches in my division so that we meet with certain people and we don't duplicate those efforts as we go down through. As you slide over, you can also change colors, you can add images. Side note of, you can actually copy and paste images into Keeps, so you can download them and upload them, but you can also copy and paste. Next to that, you have the archive button. So if you start to get a little bit jumbled on your home screen here, there is another way you can organize them, but perhaps you want to use the archive button to go ahead and take it off of this, but keep it saved versus deleting it. And last but not least across the bottom here, you're going to have the more option and that in the top part here is how you could actually add in another way to organize and that is adding labels. So just like in, Gmail. You can add multiple labels to a note if you wish. If I click on add label, it's going to show me all of those labels that I have already. And it's also going to give me the option here at the top to create another label as well. Other options you're going to have there, and this slightly tiptoes into some of the stuff that's on a later slide, but you can add a drawing if you're a little bit more artistic than I am, because I am definitely not artistic in any way, but I can do a mean stick figure if anybody is in need. And then you also have the option to do check boxes. So if you want this to be more of a to-do list or, like I said, that grocery list or that meeting list of going out and meeting with teams or teachers, once you type in that box, you're going to go ahead and get that box that you can check off. And then once it's checked, it's actually going to save those for you as well. You can collapse that so it doesn't show the checked ones. But that way you can see all the things you've completed as well. It doesn't take them away from that screen. Something else you'll notice here on the keep home screen is your little pin icon up here at the top. So that pin allows you to bookmark things and keep them right up here at the top so that they're not spilled down into the list of all the goodness down below. Have we had any questions roll in or anything as I've been going through? And did we happen to get Darren back yet? Yeah, I'm back now, do you want to take over and roll with the rest of it on this part?
8: Yeah, I can ha- um, I'm just checking. Um, have you gone through actually creating? Because my, my computer crashed in the heat, basically. So.
10: Yep, I, I just brought it up and I showed them how to briefly, how you would type in it and went through the icons across the bottom. Okay, did so not go any further than that.
8: Okay, so I'm just going to do a couple of examples then. Um, and hope that my computer lasts out. So as I said, I've got lots of different things in here that I've already saved. I've got GIFs in, which I can drag in to use as feedback for students. I've also got digital badges that I've created in um, Google Drawings. I've got to-do lists. I've got various other bits and pieces that I can use at any time I like. So all I'm going to do to create my first key this afternoon is just click up here on Take Note. I'm going to give it a title. This is my one annoyance with Key is that you start create note, and then you tend to have a a kind of inclination to start typing, and then remember afterwards that actually the title is up there. So it doesn't default to the title. So I'm just gonna call this one bootcamp, debrief. Okay, and there's some things I want to do after the debrief, so I can take a note. So I might want to ask for feedback on our session, for example. Um, And I might also want to um, give feedback to others, uh, but I also might want to get a drink because it's really hot and so on. So I can start to make a list like that and I just came back on as Pat was talking about checkboxes. So what I can do with this is I can leave it like that and it can just be a a list as I I like. I can color code it if I want so that I might have a particular color that's specifically for me. So maybe the, the turquoise colors for me and this pinkish color is for work and I might have something else for a shared one, okay? And if I come to the three dots here, the traffic light, I'm in the position where I can click on that and you've got all of these drop downs, and you've got the option to show tick boxes and that will automatically recognize that I was making a list and make them into a checkbox list. So I can just tick them off as I do it. But what I really like about this is I can now continue to add things So I can just add a further one and you can make your list as long as you like. Uh, And I might also um, give everyone a virtual hug. So you can add as many things as you like, okay? But you can also change the order. So with the six dots, the little domino, you can just click pick that up and you can reorder the order of your list if you're using it as a to-do list or anything like that. So you can click and drag really easily. And then when you're happy that you've done something, you can just tick it and it crosses it off and it goes into the crossed off list. So I heard heard Pat say just as I came back on that he uses this as a a shopping list with his wife. And I do exactly the same thing because we've got the option then of having uh, our shopping list and then sharing it with each other. So the way I would share it is come down here to add a collaborator and then I would just put in the email address of the other person that I want to collaborate so I'm going to offer actually let's give Abid the chance because he's been a bit quiet this afternoon I'm going to give Abid the chance to collaborate on this with me and I can see straight away that I've given Abid the chance to collaborate because I get his profile picture pop up in the corner so that's really really useful okay now Avid might decide he doesn't want his turquoise and on his screen, he might want it orange. And that has no impact on mine whatsoever. So it doesn't matter what each other person does. But one of the things we can do, as Pat said, we can pin that so it stays at the very top and it doesn't then move away if other things are added. But the other thing we can do, as well as adding the check boxes, is we can also add things like labels, drawings, and we can delete the ticked items if we'd like to. So now I've crossed these off, I can say, well, I don't want those anymore and it will take them off the list for me. So that's quite useful as well. I've also got the option here to copy it straight to Google Docs. So I've got this as a planning document, whether it's check boxes or whether it's just text and it could be, you know, I don't know, it might be Saturday of last week and I might be sitting there making, for example, a limerick using um, Keep just because I'm sat in the car thinking, and then I might copy that to Google Docs. And what it will do for me is make a copy of a, of the my keep note in Google Docs. So I open that up and it's automatically bullet pointed that list for me exactly the same as my keep was. Okay, so really useful little tool if you want to kind of plan something when you're out and about on your phone but then you want to make it into a doc later on. Okay, so that's really useful. What you can also do is if I'm just gonna start another one for a second. If you are creating something like a shopping list, as I said, um, I do with my wife, and I want to make sure I use check boxes, so I'm gonna show text boxes. As I start typing, Google's AI recognizes I'm doing a shopping list and starts to help me out with it. So actually, yeah, it's, uh, I need some bread rolls, uh, and I need some milk, um, you yeah, I want some low fat milk, I also need some mint, uh, yeah, mint beef I need. So it starts to work it all out for you. I need carrots, um, um, but uh, I'm gonna get some frozen ones this time, and it actually helps you out making the list. And then obviously you can share that with your partner, and the brilliant bit about it, which Pat's gonna take us through later on, is then you can add um, reminders to that um, for specific times and places as well, which is incredibly useful, okay? So I might decide now that I'm happy with my shopping list. I've added my wife to it. And whichever one of us goes and completes the shopping first can tick it all off. But what it means is we don't end up doing the same thing as um, or both buying the same thing. So I also use this at work to create a to-do list across my team. So where, for example, I might say we've got tasks for the summer, we might have a list of tasks to do between six of us. I would probably use the tick boxes and I might say, for example, um, clear up drive as one of them. But then we might also um, audit our um, personal data and vice versa. And I can share that with my team. And then as each one of us visits the keep, we can see what's already been done, what's been crossed off and we know that we're not going to duplicate things. So it's really useful for people that are in a job share situation where you can have one to-do list shared between two or three people, and everyone knows whether something's been started on by someone else or whether um, they need to make a start on it because it hasn't been touched yet, okay? So it's a quite nice accompaniment to go with something like the Google Groups that Luis was showing, Um, in terms of, particularly if you're in a team where you're all working on things and sharing tasks out amongst yourself to make sure you're not kind of duplicating work for the sake of it, okay? Uh, And that's pretty much it on on the the kind of the less snazzy side of it. And it's back over to you now, Pat, for the, the really cool stuff.
10: Awesome, if we can swap over to my screen. And before we jump in, we do have a bonus code to share with everybody. And we've both actually touched on it. The code is grocery list.
8: Yeah, I said shopping, didn't I?
10: It is close enough. (laughs) So some different things on Google Keep that we can look at here. I touched on some of these a little bit briefly, and I'm going to run through a few and then we want to make sure we leave some time for questions, because I did see a few coming in through the chat. So we're going to make sure we end in time to hit some of those questions. But one of the things we I noted, but I didn't click on it for you, was that you could do a drawing. But notice, if I click on the note first, that drawing side disappears unless I click on the three dots. But if I click on drawing before that, I'm going to be taken to a completely different screen and Keep and you're going to see that I have a range of different drawing tools across the top. And one tool that has hit for some of our teachers that they really liked was the fact that you can actually come to this last button and change what the paper looks like. So you could have just plain background paper. You could actually bring it in and have almost a grid and you could draw in the coordinate plane for things in math. You also have dots and you even have lined paper if you need it. And then as you come down through, you have a highlighter tool you also have a couple of different pen options and an eraser tool and anything you would take in here you could then would show back up in keep for you if i come back i'm going to have that note and something that's a cool feature that kind of builds onto this number one is darren noted don't forget if you're going to keep this to add a title in there but if i come down to the three dots you're going to see that even though that was a note that i just hand took I could actually grab the image text from that because Keep takes it from the drawing and puts it into your Keep note as an image. So if I do grab image, it's gonna try and grab that. And even my fairly poor handwriting, it picked up that that was my name and went ahead and grabbed that text for me. And to show you what that looks like on a little bit different scale, here's an image I grabbed that's all about growth mindset. And I would do that same thing as far as coming down three dots and then I'm going to do grab image text. And you can see this is nicely typed and it has done a spot on job. I don't see any errors in here. You will get some errors depending on how, if you take a picture and the typeface maybe is a little pixelated, things like that, you may get some issues. But if you have a fairly crisp image, it's going to come through and do a fairly spot on job for grabbing that. As we come back down through and look at a few more options in here, you'll see a cross Keep, obviously, we've touched on a ton of the different tools that you see. We've looked at grabbing the text. But there's a few different things we want to touch on that maybe are even a little outside of as well. So each one of the things in the slide deck as you get there are going to have different things that'll take you two pages to show you exactly how you do that. So everything we showed, it's gonna give you all of those options, but we left off a few of the kind of cool things. And one of those is the different integrations you have. So I saw in the chat, somebody asked about Google Docs and you'll notice, and I know Darren touched on this, but if I come into the note and click on the three dots, you're gonna see an option right at the bottom to copy that to Google Docs. If I click on that, it's gonna automatically create a doc for me And then it's going to allow me to just click to open that doc. And you're going to see this one had an image in it. So it's going to pull in that image into the doc. And then it should, as it did, pull in the text right underneath. And of course, then I have all of my options. I can resize the image, do everything I need to within that doc that I normally would, including, of course, sharing it as well. One thing you'll notice off to the right-hand side, you also have this panel that sits in the side of Docs, it's in Slides, it's also in Gmail, it's in Calendar as well. And some of our earlier trainings, um, I believe it was Ben touched on showing task in that sidebar as well. Some of you might see it as collapsed. So right now, no sidebar at all after I've clicked that. But down here at the bottom right, you're gonna see an option to pop that out. And then you have all of your different plugins from Calendar to keep and then tasks down at the very bottom. When I'm in keep, you can see I get essentially the exact same view that I had in the other. A couple side notes to look at in this sidebar. If I scroll down to where I have some white space here, any of these notes, I could simply click, drag it, and drop it over. And that's going to bring in everything from that list into my document. I could also start to take a note, and this really awesome thing that I like about starting the note from in a doc as well, is you're gonna notice right here at the bottom, it automatically flags that document into that keep note. So as I'm taking notes, if I would come back over into keep after going ahead and typing a few things in, make sure you title it, that note is gonna automatically sync up to my Google keep. It may take it a second here or two, but that note will come in from my doc and I would be able to then just click back to it. And here it is right here down at the bottom, the test and it's flagged with that document. So you can see it's very quick as far as the interface back and forth. And as I noted before, if I close this doc and I go over to slideshow, for instance, if I pop open that sidebar, you're gonna see I have keep there And I'm going to see that live view straight into my deck, my Keep deck that I had before. Over into Gmail, I have Keep sitting there as well. Over in the calendar, I have Keep there as well. So regardless of which app you're in, anyone that has that sidebar, you're going to be able to tap into the awesome stuff that you have in Keep. One other thing to note in the world of Keep, and I'm going to pop over to... My tab here from the Chrome Web Store is that there is a Google Keep extension. So if you get into using Keep and you're really starting to like some of the features and things that you use in it, you can go ahead and add that extension in. And then as you come to different websites and do different things, if I were, for instance, to right click on this website, you're gonna see that I have save current page to keep. So that will automatically give me a Keep note started it's linked in that website for me and I can go ahead and start taking a note on that website so that I remember hey I want to look at this later I I thought this thing was really cool that I wanted to check out you also could trash it if you happen to hit that on accident and again if I went back to keep it may take it a second to refresh but you're going to see that note populate right there and in case I wanted to take more notes I could do that you'll notice I may have to title it once I get in there but I have all of those options in there for different reminders, including one that Darren touched on. If I click on the remind me, I could set an exact day and time, and I could even set an address. So if we go back to that grocery list, for instance, if you say, mm-hmm. don't forget to get milk and you put in a time or a location, it will come up as you're going, getting close to the grocery store and say, Hey, don't forget to get milk. And that could be very timely and save an argument, possibly. You never know.
8: It's also got the potential to cause one as well. It's one of those things that I've, <laughs> I'm really excited to show other people. And now I kind of wish I wasn't because now I'm driving past the supermarket and I just get a little message that says, oh, by the way, as soon as you're passing, can you get it? Uh, and it cost me a fortune.
10: Absolutely. It is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. So a couple of last kind of cool things here, and then we're going to make sure we get to your questions, is a few different ways that you can keep use Keep that are kind of outside of the normal, kind of building on that side. And one of those is this cool idea that I found um, on this blog that actually comes from a math teacher, but it's building a stockpile of digital stickers in Google Keep. Because again, remember, you can drag and drop from a Keep note straight into Google Docs. And I don't know if you get this as well, Darren, but even when I'm in with high school students, they still like a sticker. Oh, yeah. So you can see she just went into keep. And she created these stickers. So you could use something like Google Drawing that we saw touched on in the site session with creating that custom header. But you can also copy and paste those, find them on different sites. And then you basically build the stockpile and then drag and drop them in as needed. Some other ways, um, Casey Bell has a great blog article on different ways that you can use them, including using Google Keep to stockpile badges. And we all know Darren is awesome at creating badges. And then as we come down through, you're gonna see a few more options as far as creating a library of feedback. So you could, if you have common things that you usually say in different papers, or maybe different things you usually write in emails and you might not want to use a template in email, you could use this as a stockpile of common responses with links embedded that you could drag and drop, copy and paste. Think about Bitmoji stickers. So the stickers we looked at didn't necessarily have a Bitmoji, but you could absolutely make those customized to you for your students with your Bitmoji on them. Google Keep will also accept an animated GIF so don't think that it just has to be an image as you're thinking about different ways to use them. And I don't know about you guys, but if I would have gotten this nice GIF coming from The Walking Dead on one of my papers or assignments, I would have been pretty excited.
8: Yeah, my, my students loved it. And then what they asked to do is but they basically wanted to come together and get a bank of 20 GIFs um, that they wanted me to have. And I would use them with them Um so they they selected the gift so there was real student buy-in and voice involved in it as well and quite a lot of creativity as well.
10: That's awesome I love the idea of bringing students in to help create that resource bank that's awesome and going a little bit further on the feedback side think about any kind of short things any websites things like that and building that out even further and last but not least Something that helps a lot for some people as they get a lot of notes is making some custom headers. And you can see here, these are just screenshots of literally words that could be a header for the different things that you have in Google Keep. So there's a ton of different ways to use Google Keep. And I wanna make sure that I note on that that all of these different ways, especially on this tab, you're not gonna need to know a lot of these for the test, but we wanted to make sure that you had a wealth of ideas and really had a really great idea of how cool Google Keep is and how much you could use it for. And we touched on the extension. And in case you didn't get quite enough, there is a resource tab in that slide deck as well. And I know we're very close on time, but do we have any questions that we did not hit? And Stacy, if you want to take back over and share your screen, feel free to do so too.
0: There were some questions i think yeah um how do you add audio i mean some of these for sure they're they're um they're beyond like if we're already there that they're beyond what you'll be asked on the the level one exam but i love that people are interested in actually using the tool because that's really deeply Absolutely. what the exam is hoping to do is have people start to use the tool so i don't know if you briefly want to say that or if we want to
10: yeah so something later. audio is via the app itself So you won't see that icon appear on the computer, but there'll be a little microphone icon on the app. And once you record it there, it'll auto sync to the computer and you have access there as well.
0: Yeah. You're so good. Great job. Great job, both of you. I'll I'll let you do your last bonus. Yeah. Do you
10: want to explain the challenge? Yeah,
8: so we've, uh, the challenge isn't to try and keep my laptop cool. Although (laughs) that would have been a great one. Um, It's actually, um, there are, 150 and 25 points available respectively for the first second and third mm-hmm. people to Ooh. create a sketch and keep reflecting on today's boot camp sessions any any section you like um screenshot it and post it to twitter using the hashtags global gag and gag keep okay just remember that's gag not gag for anyone who was still <laughs> wasn't sure um, and the first one up is going to get hundred. The second one will get fifty, and the third one will get twenty-five.
0: Oh, so this is a speed challenge as well. Yeah, really. Mm, I like it. I like it. It is
8: all about being able to act quickly at the right time.
0: <laughs>
8: <laughs> On the moon.
0: Right <laughs> <sighs> well nice. done. Nice yes. job, despite despite he. I'm uh I'm very impressed. And Patrick was to the rescue and you both were a great team together. So I good know. job. I think there was even a code word at some point of collaboration. So it makes sense. That was some good collaboration example. Mm-hmm. So nice good. job. Nice job. Th- thank you too. Um yeah. Stacy, uh, next slide, please, if you would. Okay, and we are so excited. Are we excited, Amber? i so excited. YouTube's so cool anyways. <laughs> it is so cool. Um, And we're super excited. I don't know if you can see it, but, but you might be wondering, okay, so here's Jared, but where's Ben? Oh, I found him. I found him. He's here on the computer. He's there on the computer <laughs> dancing, and he's here right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see it. Ben is back there dancing probably to some awesome music on YouTube. I don't know. Do you have favorite music that you listen to on YouTube, Ben?
11: Uh, i would probably say I'm, I'm sort of uh, quite a t- uh, typical in this respect. I like all the pop stuff that's out. So uh, charts music, really. <laughs> I,
0: I like it. It might be a different generation to mine, um, but I, I respect I respect it, Ben. Ben is our youngest, youngest certified Google trainer. So some of you commented on that. He turned 20 since we met him. And Jared, Jared's claim to fame amongst many other things is that he had his fourth baby during boot camp. So, um,
3: yeah. right. you yeah, probably
0: so can hear him crying in the background. Yeah. Oh my God. Much <laughs> yeah, so respect and love to both of you. And they're going to take it away with YouTube. Right, Amber? Yes. Have some fun. I'm going to learn on this one too. Okay, did I get it right? Is this our final session? Is this our final
11: session?
0: I think this is our final session. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good morning, Amber and I will be back at the very end, but close it out, you okay. 2 You're great close to this.
3: <laughs> oh! Oh, we lost Ben. Really that
0: talking. was me. Hey. I removed him instead of me. <laughs> Don't blame me. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, bye.
11: So, welcome everybody. Uh, so happy to be back here at the Global GEG Bootcamp today. Uh, I'm here with my good friend uh, Jared, who's just above me. Um, he was meant to join us for the first bootcamp, but as mentioned just a minute ago, he had his poor baby during bootcamp. So, massive congratulations to Jared there. Uh, thank you. Thank you. The good news is he's back today and he's here to show you how YouTube's going to work for you. So, that's brilliant. So, um, if we could just go to the next slide, please. Okay, so for those that don't know, uh, so I'm Ben. Uh, you can find me at, training, at uh, training with BM on Twitter, and I'm Team GEG UK. And this is Jared. Do you want to introduce uh, yourself? Yep, yeah, I'm Jared.
3: I'm a digital learning coach in South Carolina and leader of GEG South Carolina. And I think I have, I want to do a shout out to any South Carolinians that are. Uh, in the boot camp right now, specifically to anybody from Gilbert Middle. So if you are, you know, make yourself known and say hi. Um, but we're very excited to bring you uh, at least the basics of how to use
11: YouTube uh, for level one. Fantastic. So, Jared, so what what, what do you use YouTube for? Well,
3: lately I have had to use YouTube for um, videoing how to repair a hole in my wall, so I've watched a lot of videos on that, and we'll tackle that sometime today. And then recently I bought a new kind of car wax, and when I put it on my car, it looked terrible. So I had to go- or had to YouTube Google and YouTube how <laughs> to put. This kind of wax on my car so i have used youtube a lot lately uh what about you ben uh,
11: do you know what it's funny you say that about um about waxing the car because i did exactly the same thing on uh wednesday evening um I, I actually waxed and polished my car and i had to watch a youtube video on how to do it because I, I did it for the first time it looked awful as well so i'm glad it's not just me that's had that uh just coincidence there i think but that's uh that's really good so yeah, using it for you know for learning and for uh, you know entertainment as well. So it's really yeah you know, for yep. me, I really like YouTube. I do. I have a lot of
3: videos that I watch on there too. And and kind of the cool thing, you know, as educators, we're always trying to find um, authentic learning experiences for our students. And especially when our students are living in a very media-rich world, and they're also very savvy with media and video creation and video watching. I know my own children will find videos on YouTube and tell me things that they have learned, and it's and it's pretty cool. And so as teachers, we need to be able to harness the power of YouTube as well to provide really good learning experiences for our students, whether it is through you know, finding videos on YouTube and sharing them with our students or creating our own, which is more of a level two thing. But we could be creating our own with a channel and things like that to provide content as well, especially especially in, a, in the pandemic world that we live in, not knowing what school is going to look like when school starts back up. It's a very good idea to kind of start getting comfortable with YouTube if you if you aren't
11: already. Couldn't agree more. So do you want to take us through the first bit of the presentation? And so we're going to look at a few. different bits and i'll take over a little bit later on is that how we're gonna do
3: it yeah yep i think that's how we'll do it so what i need to do is i need to be able to share my screen so let's let's see i haven't
2: just go ahead and share it and then i'll put it up there for us jared it doesn't look like you're shared yet
3: okay yeah i just got some kind of weird weird warning here uh let's see okay can you see it now all right so can you see it okay good i've I've lost seeing you guys now
0: yeah you're you're on there jared you're all good
3: all right thank you thank you okay so I'm going to cover kind of the first parts, the, the basics here, um, and then kick it back over to, to Ben. So when you go to YouTube, so there's a couple of different ways you can go to YouTube. You can open up a new tab, go to Google, YouTube.com, um, or if you are in, say, your, your Gmail, you can, um, in the, uh, the waffle, I call it the waffle, um, you can click on the waffle, and go to youtube as well from there um if you're not signed in you want to make sure that you do sign in to uh to youtube and um if you've never created a channel before it may prompt you to create a channel and usually it'll prompt you to create a channel when you go to comment um or or save a video to a playlist or when you go to record a video so if it prompts you just follow follow those prompts so what we can do here is when you are in YouTube, there is the search bar here. You See, I've been searching things here lately. But in the search bar, you're going to type in the content, the kind of video that you are looking for. So I'm just going to type in. Let's see. I've lost my cursor. Where's my cursor? There we go.
11: Looks like say we're all having computer issues today. I think it's definitely the heat. My, my computer fans on constantly. I think it's definitely the heat outside today. That, yeah,
3: that's why, that's why I'm in my, my front room next to the router, because I didn't want anything to mess up, if at all possible. <laughs> all right, so in the search box, you're going to type in the video uh, content that you're looking for. So I'm just going to say ecology. And um, when you go to click search, you're gonna get back your search results. And as you know, YouTube has a lot of good stuff and it also can have some bad stuff. So, and and bad stuff meaning as maybe just content you don't wanna share with students or content that's not reliable. So what you wanna do is filter your search results. So once you've typed in a keyword and you search for it, you'll notice that I'm getting Facebook notifications. Um, You will go to the filter button here and you can see how you can filter your search results. So you can filter by upload date, the type of video, how long the video features, and sort by. Now on the level one assessment, it's going to give you a situation. So it's going to say something around like Mr. GEG wants to share a video uh, to his students using YouTube. So search for this video type and then filter your results based on, and it will tell you how, the, how they want you to um, filter it. Um, but what you can do, one of the big ones is filtering by channel or by playlist because doing filter and playlist, I have found this gives you, gives you better results um, and takes away a lot of like say the neighbor kid's video on organisms living in his house. You can filter that kind of stuff out and keep it more on the educational side. So like channels dedicated to videos on ecology or playlists that have already been created um, on ecology. So I can I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to search by channel. So I am going select my channel. And so you can see here all the different channels on ecology. So that's one way. And you can go through and check those videos out if that is something you are wanting to find, and then what you can do again, if you want to bury your search results again, hit the hit enter in the search box and then go back to filter. And then you can again, you can change the results. So if you didn't like what you saw the first time, you can go back in and change or filter, change your filter for the next one. All right, so let's just say I have found a video here. I'm going to do Crash Course because they put out some really good videos. So I'm going to say, ooh, I want to see what this video is about. Maybe this video could match what I want to share with my kids. So I'm going to click on the video. I'm going to try to stop it from playing before it blasts everybody. And wait for my internet to slowly... Load the web page. Oh, it's going to give me a commercial. Yep, it is going to give me a commercial.
11: It's always white. I
3: I know. (laughs) So let's skip the ad. There we go. And then let me hit pause again. All right. So when the video loads, as you see here, um, you'll watch the video. You'll decide well, this video matches what I want to share with my students. So what you want to do next is create a playlist. So creating playlists—there <laughs> goes another commercial. Um, when you go to create a playlist, a playlist—if you think about it—for um, those of you that are a lot—there ah, we go. So those of you who are older like me and not young like Ben, you may have had collections of VHS tapes or um, DVDs that you kept on a shelf. So playlists, if you think about it, are kind of like the old school shelves that you would keep your videos on. And so you can organize the videos that you like by playlist. And to create a playlist, down below the video here, you have the option to save the video. So you have, you can thumbs it up, you can thumbs it down, um, share, which we'll talk about later, or you can click the save buttons. So when you click save, this is gonna bring up your playlist uh, pop-up. You can see I have some playlists already created. So you can choose to save it to an already created playlist or you can create a new playlist. So when you create a new playlist, you would enter, give it a name, All right, and then you can choose the privacy of it. So if you wanna keep it public, and public means that if anybody were to find your name on YouTube, they could see um, your playlist. So it's kind of up to you how you want to have your playlist. You can still share them with students and keep them private um, at the same time. So you can choose your privacy level. So you can keep your playlist public, unlisted, which anyone with a link can view, um, or private, which means only you can view. So I'm just gonna say unlisted for now because I do need to share it. And then I'm going to click create. So now I have my video, this video that I saved in a playlist. Now the question is, where did my playlist go? Huh. Oh, what, probably, what's want, that?
11: Where was that on the screen? I'm not sure where to find I'm, that one. I'm
3: not sure. It just kind of disappeared on me. Well, go to the hamburger, as some <laughs> people call it, or what do you call it, Ben? <laughs> I call it a hamburger as well. The yeah. hamburger. I've also referred to it as the pancake stack. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a breakfast person, so it looks what? like a pancake stack, and then the waffle on the other side.
11: I suppose yeah, keeping it food related. That's a good way to do it. Everyone yeah. loves
3: food. And then apparently I'm the oddball when I call the three little dots the snowman. So oh Not
11: no, the traffic lights for me. But uh we'll leave that discussion for another time. That's <laughs> right. That's right.
3: So, when you click the hamburger, the pancake stack, or if you just call it the menu, um, this is where everything lives uh, when you're signed into YouTube. So, you can go back and view your history. So, if you didn't save a video to a playlist, you can go back through your history and see the videos that you have watched, your videos, or videos that you've um, created watch later. So if you're in a hurry and you don't have time to create a playlist or edit to a playlist, you can actually say, watch later. And then you can go back to this tab here and pull it up to to watch it. And then you have your, after that, you have your playlist here. So I've created a playlist on Ben, who is a YouTube star for short and sweet. So check that channel out in those videos. Uh, My, my playlist for the boot camp, um, And then I have my ecology, video playlist. So what I can do is I can click on my playlist that I want to view. And it takes me to that playlist. So you can see here I have the video, I have my title, which I can edit. So you can edit that title at any given time. You can change the privacy level of it. So if you want to make it public um, or private, you can do that there. And then your videos are kind of are all listed here. So if I go, let's see go to the bootcamp one that might have more videos. It. There you go. So you can see the videos that you put in the, in the playlist will all kind of be right there in a, in a list type view. You can add a description if you want, um, but you don't have to. That's all completely up to you. But when you want to go to share the playlist, you have the little arrow here that says share. You can share individual videos. So if you just want to share the video, um, just the link to the video video you can click share or when you build a playlist and you want to share that entire playlist with somebody or with your students you would click the share button and you would click copy and then you can paste it into an email you can paste it into google classroom wherever you want that link to live you can you also have some shortcuts here so you can post it to social media And then you have the embed button, um, which Ben will go more into later, but you can actually embed the video into something else like sites or slides or different things like that. All right, so that's creating a playlist and you'll be asked to create a playlist on the level one exam. Um, But you might also be asked to subscribe to a channel and I'm gonna subscribe, I'm gonna go here to short and sweet and so when you want to subscribe to a channel what that means is you like the channel so the channel is putting out content that you want to continually um be aware of so instead of searching you can say like instead of searching for every short and sweet video or every video that crash course puts out you can subscribe to the channel and then that way you are notified when a new video is posted which makes life a little easier. So if it's content that you like, subscribe to the channel and you'll see YouTubers all the time that say, like and subscribe, um, which I feel like saying right now, which I am kind of. (laughs) So what you can do, so if you go to a video, you can go to a video and you can click the subscribe button. So I like the videos that Short and Sweet puts out. I can click subscribe from here, the big red subscribe button. Again, I think my internet is going to be slow. Oh, there we go. So I hit subscribe, so the red button turns turns gray. Trying to, why is my, oh, too far. I'm having a big delay on my screen here. There we go. Uh, so when you click the red subscribe button, once you are subscribed, it turns gray, and then you have the notification bell next to it. So if you do want uh, emails sent to you to be notified when a new video is uploaded, you can click the bell um, and you can choose to be notified. You can choose none or you can personalize it or for all videos there. Um, You can also get to a channel. So let's say I like this video here, but I wanna know more, what other content do they have? You can see that they have their channel picture here and the channel name here. And so what you do is you can click on that and it will take you to their channel main page. Um, and again level two you can you learn how to how to create oh. There, oh. To pop up there. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so when you when you uh, create a YouTube channel you'll have to kind of go through the steps and I think that's level two uh, level two more type stuff. Um, But you can see here they have their customized channel, but you can go to a channel. You can preview what videos they have on their home screen. You can see what videos they've uploaded, any playlists that uh, they have created on their channel. And again, you can use those playlists for yourself as well. Uh, Any channels that they also subscribe to if they have that public. And then again, you can subscribe right there from that channel channel main page there and the notification bell is there as well then on the hamburger pancake menu bar here any channel subscriptions that you have will live here under where it says subscription so you can see now i'm subscribed to short and sweet eric curds google for education and of course global geg so if you're not subscribed to global geg you better get subscribed and click that notification bell and that's pretty much it for the the basics of how to navigate youtube um creating playlists finding videos using the filter um and then (laughs) excuse me liking uh or subscribing to video content that you that you like
11: brilliant so uh that's looking really good there jared um i think before we go to my part i think there might be one final code word it's there
6: Ooh, what
11: oh, is the code word? There we go. It's up on the screen. Watch and learn, everybody. That's, uh, that's what we're asking you to do here today, and that is the code word. So make sure you put that in the leaderboard to get your extra points. So code is watch and learn because that's what we're doing right now. So make sure you get and that. And that's what you now. do on YouTube, right? That's exactly what you do on YouTube. You watch exactly. and you learn. It's almost like we planned this in advance. Well, it is. Back- it really is. Do it. I'm not going to take credit for it, but somebody did it in the background. So uh, <laughs> So that's really good. There are a lot more
3: more brilliant people than us uh,
11: in I I mean, the whole team back there doing amazing stuff. We're just the people on the screen. I mean, we don't really know what's going on, do we? But we're the models. We're
3: we're the supermodels, right? That's
11: it. So, um, so I'm going to take us through some uh, a few bits now. We're going to look at uh, some video controls and how to embeds. YouTube videos through Google Forms and into a slides as well. So um, we're just gonna have a look at some of those basic features. It's you know not necessarily gonna need those for the exam itself. Um, I did I did mine recently and I didn't have to embed into a Google slides, but it's worth knowing how to do it. Um, you know to build on your knowledge ready for level two. So just uh, just bear with me on that and let's let's have a look at that straight away. So if we could um, pop my screen up just for a second, if possible. okay brilliant so you can see my screen here i'm uh, i'm also running on the the uh theme of short and sweet as jared very nicely give us a bit of self-promotion there and uh, so I've, I've also opened up a short and sweet episode here from last night so we're just gonna have a quick look over the controls what you can do with the control panel at the bottom here so you'll see i've got so how to use uh, and also obviously if you're playing a video you can pause it from there as well so it will change as you go through so that's the first part very self-explanatory but worth pointing out um we've also got a next button which takes you to another video on this particular channel so maybe you may be on the global geg channel right now um and your next if you hover over your next button you'll probably have boot camp day two or one of our latest videos. maybe even the global geg launch last night so Hover over that and see, see what you can find. It might show you the Global GEG launch, which was fantastic, by the way. So if you weren't there, definitely go back and watch the presentation. It was amazing. It was a anyway. good time. That's it. That's it. Um, the next thing along we've got is a volume control. So at the moment, you can see I've got this muted because I'm streaming to you guys, and I don't want you to have some some horrible feedback. Um, but you can turn that up or down as you want to if you're in a, if you're in a sort of a quiet room. Or there's people around you doing stuff, and uh, you don't want your computer to be really loud. You have got volume controls in your computer, obviously, but you've also got some of these in YouTube as well to give you that little bit more control um, over what's going on. Now you also see I've got the timer across here as well, so it shows me how far in I am out of how long the video is. So you'll see that appear just at the bottom there, which is quite nice, just to give you an indication of how far through you are. Now this is this is the bit I really like. These settings on the right hand side. These some of these are quite underrated i think um and some of them are actually really powerful as well um, as i'm sure you'll agree jared but one i'm hovering over here subtitles and closed captions so this is this is really good so if any of you don't know what this is um already and uh, it's effectively youtube listens to what you're going to say uh, what's being said on the video sorry and tries to make that into text on your screen so for uh viewers that maybe they they can't listen at home or they may have difficult uh, situations at home with lots of people in the same room but you know they can't really listen to the video this will pop up the text on the screen now it's not perfect i'm not, I'm not gonna uh, make it sound like it's amazing um it is nearly you know it's nearly perfect i would say um i don't know if you've had any experience with this jared as well but it's yeah, you know, it's nearly spot on in terms of what i've used it for anyway it is. It is. It's yeah. It's not perfect, but it will do the job if you need students that need to have that that text. Definitely. Definitely. So that's that's a really good uh, feature just to point out if you weren't aware of it already. Um, now we've also got some settings here to, uh, to go through, so you can decide whether you want videos to auto play or not. Um, I always have that on, but you can turn it off if you want to. Uh, personal personal preference on that. You also have a playback speed. So as default, it was set to normal. But you'll see you have lots of different options here on your playback speed so this is how you know how fast you want the videos place so you can play a bit slower if you're maybe struggling to understand or maybe for me i think i talk quite quickly sometimes or even though i don't mean to um but you might want to go back and watch this in a slightly slower speed um so you can listen to what i'm saying and now i've said that i feel really conscious about it i'm trying to speak slower but we'll, we'll go faster um and you've also got the option to go with custom speed up here as well. So again, lots of different options on there for you. Um, and you've got subtitles and closed captions here already. Um, so for me, it would show it's English as a standard default, but you have got options to go in. Um, and I believe, oh, well, maybe I'm a little bit silly here, but I suppose it will go to your default language of your computer, I suppose. Um, but there's different things here. You can change the font colors, sizes, background colors, etc. So. You see plenty of options there to play around with. Uh, and we've also got the quality. So I have my set to auto, um, but if you're on a, a weak internet connection, like probably, well, I, def- I definitely am. Um, but you can lower that quality so it doesn't use as much bandwidth on your computer. So that's just a few of the settings there. And you've got a few other things here, like mini player, which just drops into a little box. Here's a little uh, yeah, pop-up window, I suppose um so you can do your things on your computer you can go to other tabs so i might want to go uh sorry scroll through youtube sorry and go to other things and look for other information but i still got that playing in the bottom corner there so that's really cool as well um and this last uh, last two here you can play on a tv so you can stream directly out to a chromecast or an apple tv or you know any other streaming devices that you're using at home and uh, you can stream using that there obviously you have the full screen as well so This is just looking at some of your basic controls you have. So now I'm gonna move it on slightly to have a look at embedding into a Google Slides. So that's the first thing we're gonna look at. Um, Now, different ways to do it. Uh, You can use an embed code or a URL, uh, or search from Slides directly. So I'm gonna show you those ways now. So I'm just gonna go straight into my slide deck here. So this is a slide deck that we're going through now. So I'm trying to uh, make sure I'm not going to go over anything we've, we haven't yet gone through. Um, so you can see on this slide here, I've got my, my title. Maybe I'd like to add a video to this. So let's, to, uh, let's watch and learn, using that code word again. Let's watch and learn and see how we're going to do that. So we're going to navigate. We through. are all watching and ready to learn. That's it. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself there. I just I couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, but we're going go to go to the insert button on this top navigation bar here. Um, and we're going to go to video. So once I click on video there, it will give me a pop up box. Now I can search directly in YouTube for a video. So maybe I want to, um, I'm going to try and type this in now and uh, see if it gives it to me. Uh, but some of it in. See if it pops up. And if you can search directly through YouTube, there, there you go. It'll pick up straight away. So I can see from typing in. Effectively, that's like your search on YouTube, but within Google Slides. It's all embedded quite nicely uh, and in a tidy way. So as soon as I've found the video I like, so I've decided I quite like this short and sweet one here. I'm going to click on that, which will give me the blue outline. So I know that's selected, and I can click select at the bottom here. Now that will drop in to my slide just like this now i'm not going to go through too much about you know the different settings because i know that was in last week's boot camp day two i know that um you know our our presenters going through google slides went through this i think it was darren actually who went through it so i don't want to sort of go over his knowledge because he knows it better than me um but you can just see how that will pull through from searching on youtube there and i can move it around anywhere i want now let's look at another way to add it so Again, we're gonna go to our insert button and go to video again. Now, I have the option here to paste using a URL. So how would I get a URL? I hear you ask. So I'm gonna go back to my video and you'll see up in my Omni box here, I can click on that and that's my URL. So I could just copy that there or I could click on the share button down here underneath the video and click on this copy button here which jared showed us earlier so i can actually copy that link directly from there or from my only box at the top so two different ways you can do that and, it, and if, if i may interject uh, yeah, ben, course, yeah, yeah just an
3: experience in in with district settings and things like that i know sometimes depending on how your district has your youtube configured for your domain um when you want to or when you want to copy the URL it's sometimes better to copy the whole URL in the omnibox because if you do the short link under when you go to share under the video depending again depending on how your district settings are sometimes the short links don't work when you try to put them in Google slides just talking from experience
11: no definitely i, I mean for my domain uh, my district or domain um, i mean you know i have access to both of those but uh, it is is worth noting yeah you can you can have different um mm-hmm. you can have different restrictions on there so you can grab the link from either one of those um, and you can pop back in here and just paste it in now if you're using windows or chromebook control and v uh, or if you are using map it's command and v so drop a little short uh, keyboard shortcut in there for you as well um and once you're ready make sure it's the right video select it and it will pop in in the same way as it did before. So, two different ways you can go about bringing that video into Google Slides. So, that can be really powerful if you're gonna deliver some content to your students and want them to see a particular video, uh, but you don't want them to leave your presentation. So, just uh, just worth noting there as well. Um, so, next thing we're gonna have a look at is Google Forms and uh, where we're sort of, uh, We are going to run up to time shortly, so I'll try and and get through this uh, and try and get some questions in at the end as well. Um, We're just going to go into Google Forms now um, and show you that. So apologies for this Google Form being really bland and simple. Um, I'll be honest, it was very last minute. Don't tell Stephanie how. It was very last minute. Um, So I'm just going to show you how to embed a, a YouTube video into a Google Form, which can be really powerful if you're doing maybe an end-of-term assessment um, and all you're doing and uh, you know self marking quiz but have a youtube video for the students. oh no i'm back sorry my screen disappeared <laughs> there for a second uh, so you cut, you cut out you cut out there at least for for me i don't know about anybody else oh i blame that on the internet that's, uh, it's the heat. Everything, blame everything on the heat. Yes. Um, so, as you can see here, uh, I've got a, I've just got a demo question. Um, it is purely for demo uh, for the time being. I'm just going to make that short answer as well. Um, but you can see on the right hand side here from last week's demo, we have this navigation bar, and you you see this uh, this screen of a play button in. So that's our ad video section. So we can just click on this add video, and you'll see the same screen pop up as in Google Slides. So once you've learned how to do this once, it's the same all the way across. So, you know, it's unison. Once you've done it once, uh, the user interface is familiar and you don't have to, you know, learn different things with different platforms. So again, I could search in here if I wanted to. Um, Make sure I type in the right thing, mate. In that look. There we go. And again, I can select that and drop it straight into my Google form. Now, it will appear as a separate tab compared to your question. Um, But you can put that in and just say, for example, please watch this before answering the question. Uh, There we go. And using our little domino effect here, we can hover over and drag it around where we want. So that's just one way we can do it. Uh, And the the second way, or go on, Jared. I was just
3: going to say, you know, as you get more comfortable with YouTube and maybe you're creating your own content and you're delivering lessons uh, virtually through YouTube, this is a great way to, you know, post your content like you're teaching, um, direct instruction to this and then have the kids answer questions to demonstrate their own learning as well.
11: Definitely, I think that's really important as well. Because if you're doing that self-instruction, it's more personalised to your students. They're going to really, really appreciate hearing and seeing seeing you. You know, seeing you. Yes. On the screen, they probably haven't seen you in a long time. That will, you know, for them, that's a huge thing, and, and they'd really appreciate it. So if you haven't yet done that, I'd definitely recommend giving it a go. So my students um, have really enjoyed seeing some of the teachers back on the screens, and don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. it's very nervous, but. You know, you're very worried about putting yourself out there. But don't, you know, go back and edit things loads of times. Be you. How you would be in the classroom is who they want to see. If you, if you make mistakes and do silly things, that's you know, that's the same thing you do in the classroom. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and do that. Because your students will really appreciate it. Oh, yes. Definitely. So uh, just, just the last thing then here. So we're just going to add a video again. And you can do the same thing by hitting uh It's in your URL, which we'd copy from any YouTube video we wanted to. Um, Obviously, I've already got this one um, copied at the moment from- Shameless plug. Sorry? I said shameless plug. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So again, you can just select that and put it in here, just the same as that, and it will appear in the same way. So um, you've got options of, of either searching YouTube directly from Google Slides and Forms, or going back um, and copying the URL from either the share button or the Omnibox as well. So uh, lots of different ways you can put those in there. So, uh, can we can we put the slides back up if possible please, Stacy. Thank you. That is magic. Oh, oh whoa. We've got, a, we've got a second code word here. I oh, don't know.
0: You you <laughs> didn't, We didn't see it. We didn't see it. It was blank. So this is this is a code word for for ours. But you're welcome to
11: take it. I mean, yeah, I I, I didn't think we had this one, but uh, I mean, everyone can see it now. Uh, so you kind of revealed it a bit too early.
0: <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay.
11: Dancing, and Amber, that really looks, like, really looks like you as well. I like that. We
0: practice. We <laughs> practice the dancing. Yeah, we did all that in our bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs>
11: so um we, we've got some bonus points to give away as well uh, like everybody else and this uh you know we are the final group of the level one boot camp um, so this is this is a final set of points from a challenge point of view here um so as you can see on the screen there so it says find and subscribe to global uh, find a video like this a new playlist and set the privacy to private. Edit that description so put in why you like that video and then take a screenshot, post on Twitter and tag in the hashtag Gag YouTube, that's Gag not Gag just for the last time for anyone that still can do, Gag YouTube and Global Gag and tag both me and Jared uh, and we'll give you 25 points for doing that. So make sure you get on that uh, and we look forward to seeing some of your favourite videos from the Global, uh, Global Gag YouTube channel. I love it. Love
0: it. Great job. Great job. Nice job. Now get some fresh air, Ben. It's a little hot where you are. Yeah, yeah. And and Jared, you can you can go hug a baby. I'm sure. (laughs) All your babies.
3: For sure. That'll be the
0: new trend on Twitter. Hug a baby. Okay. I'm
3: still waiting. I'm still waiting for the onesies.
11: So.
0: Oh, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna gonna work on on that.
11: Definitely
0: the next set of orders. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. yes okay oh this was our favorite so we put it at the end so good, so good. these dance moves i mean i got dance moves like these but only i can in the do room. them for real um bonnie is a witness is right to <laughs> yeah. and so is okay so um yeah so our code word for this for the very end here is i still don't know and if that's you and you still don't know um if you feel that way come to come to office hours on Monday it'll be the last of our office hours for this set of uh of this boot camp series for level 1 don't worry we have a level 2 coming as well but the code is I still don't know. All right take it away Stacy. Even though I want those dancers there forever.
2: No. We're just going to remind you again about the practice questions. They are scenario kind of questions. Some of them they are choose 2, choose 3. Um we kind of mentioned that last time. But just so you guys know that link right there in the corner is going to be where you can get those practice
0: questions on quizzes. So yeah, we had a few questions about that the last time. So we wanted to make sure it's here. It's here in the slide deck. That's how you can get to it. And the bitly's down below. Go right ahead, Amber. I'm sorry. It's in there for you. And then we also had a lot of love around um, these cards the last time. So if you're wondering about that, when you have this slide deck, this this is a slide deck where you can actually click on it. So you'll click on it and it will take you to these cards to practice. Um, so, so please, please um, just know that these are are here for you and we that's what we've been using actually to create some of our scenarios and adding two decks so um so these will help you i actually physically have these cards printed out judy kim worked with me on that um when she came and visited all the way from south korea to my school and we used them to practice with my teachers and with my own students and so i sat there in like the first round i gave out green cards and we practiced with the easiest level what's considered the easiest level and so on one side it has it has a question and on the back it guides you through the step-by-step guide of what you would need to actually do it. Um, and I usually like, for me, the way that I do it for myself is I take a couple at a time, I do them. And then I see which ones were the challenge ones for me, which ones do I need to repractice? And I put them in a separate pile, which ones do I know that I know? And I put them in ones like I'm good with those. And then that's how I separate those out. Um, you don't physically have to print them out, but for me, that I start to tag those. Maybe even using Google Keep. You know, there's a way to think about how do I, how do I figure out what don't I know yet, and what do I want to learn.
2: Right.
0: Nice. And then I think there's more. There we go. Take it
2: away. All right, Heather. you are on the final bootcamp day, and you have all the knowledge now, so you can sign up for your test. So. You better get there. Um, if you sign up on the system criterion, then you have 7 days once you sign up to take the test once they send you the information. So make sure you you get on there and sign up. If you're going to take it on ProctorU, you also have two options on there. You have you can schedule it for a certain date or you can do it on demand. So just know whatever system you want to use, you you can, you can do on demand with one. The other one you got to wait a little bit, but you have the same exact options on both now from the updates on the test. You have open note, open internet for each test. So you have no problem with being able to look up the information if you need to. Um, Proctor U is watching you on the screen the whole time, but they are aware of those rules now too. So nothing will be flagged for, um, for that. So just
0: make sure you know both systems, same thing, just your personal preference. And if you're having trouble still with um, how to sign up, that piece where it said how how to schedule it, there are some awesome videos that Victor put together. He is from the Philippines, and he those are those are on our um, bootcamp website as well. So you can watch those, and that's more of a step by step guide for the sign up process. If you need help with that as well, great. Thank you, Stacy, for going back. That was awesome. Thank you. Okay, if you have more questions, um, we've been documenting questions. Our awesome whole group of global geggers um and gag leaders have been documenting questions as they've been coming in and answering them, as well as doing that during our boot camp QA sessions that um That are every Monday. So for those workshop sessions where you've been coming back, our office hours, as we call them, everything that we've previously been asked um, has been is in this document, and we keep adding to it. So. If you want to figure out, ooh, is my question something that lots of people have already been asking and you want to know the answer before even coming, you can search there, right? So you can search in that doc. It's a Google doc like any other. And so you can search, you can use your command F if you're on uh, my screen or mm-hmm. my Mac here. And you can be looking and then it'll bring up a search and you can search within the doc for any keywords or things that you're, that you're looking for. Um, and then if you have questions to submit before Monday, and you want us to be able to get a chance to look at them before that live Q&A, go ahead and um, go to this bit.ly and that'll take you to where you can submit questions. Yes. Yes. I, I, you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. What should we do? What's the task, Amber? Well, oh, my task gosh, is five, wait, it's yeah. 500 yeah. points. Let me repeat. Oh it's That's a lot of points. 100 points. points. Okay. Five hundred
2: points. Okay, Tascus, let us know when you pass the level one test. We want to shout you out. We want to be able to celebrate you after all of this hard work that you've been doing. We know these sessions are long. We know this is a lot of information, but we want to be sure that you guys are prepared as much as you can for these tests. So share it out. Spread the love. Tell us when you pass it because we're gonna share in that in that love with you.
0: Yay! Okay. Oh, and we have some more before this feedback, but we would love your feedback as well. If some of you are wondering how to get your certificate. Um, so if you're coming here, you're getting some professional development hours, you're earning it for credit to get your certificate. You'll need to fill out this feedback form. Otherwise it won't get email to you. If you forgot to do that for any of the previous days, you can go back and do those for any of the previous days as well. Um, And that's how you get it. So if you type something in there, that's the way it gets automatically sent to you. If something was a mistype, or you put the wrong email, that might be why you're not getting it. So double check on that before you click it. um, Because you're in control on that one. And whatever you want it to say on that is whatever you have typed in. Um, And then I know I know that there's a lot in terms of the the leaderboard. So we will be in contact with people after this. We will make sure to message you. We'll probably be doing that over Twitter as well. I think we have an awesome video to end this that Darren's going to push. I have into. some other things, though. We have to, some other I stuff. Yeah, so I we're going to get there. Them. Don't worry. Yes. Yes, yes Amber.
2: Um, I have some amazing virtual hug badges that we're going to give out. We gave out some ones last time and we want to make sure that we give them out again this time and there is a nomination form that we'll get, we'll get put in the chat or put somewhere for you guys to, um, to okay. nominate people for virtual hugs. But we have five people today that we're giving virtual hugs to, so you're going to be getting those badges. So here it is. Drum roll, please. Okay. Here we go, first one. Christopher Bradley. Christopher oh. Bradley, nice work. He is an army vet, I I hear, so that's exciting. That's um, awesome. We have Farida. I'm not going to tempt your last name, Farida, just because I don't want to butcher it. But you know who you are. <laughs> okay. She is amazing. She's, yes. she's local to me. Yes. So cool. And then Dina Hassan. Dina Hassan has been doing some great, amazing work. I'm fire. Thus, fire. Um, and I love this next one, Michelle Lewis. She has the kindest words. Like, she is the coolest person when it comes to being able to give you that boost of confidence. So, Michelle Lewis. And last and certainly not least, we have Lisa Treen. Lisa Treen, you are a winner of our virtual badge. We love you all. And you are, of course, all more than a member to us.
0: Yay, more than a member. And there's tons of things that are up here on our slide deck. So if you ever want to come on here and lead an event, here's where you would go. If you want to help, if you want to present, if you want to suggest something, um, if you know somebody who should do that and you want to nudge them, um, this is a great way to to do that and connect with us. Um, all of these are being put on by all different volunteers, and we would love to have more and more faces join that um, and our next one, Stacy, um, is another opportunity. This is tomorrow, so we have our um, our Googlers of the roundtable. We played it yesterday. It's an amazing video. Um, so this is a roundtable discussion, um, and please, please join. It's the first one that's going to be tomorrow. So. Um, first discussion is tomorrow. And I believe it's all on badging. Um, and so, uh, but it's, everyone's welcome. It'll be on YouTube live just like this, but six people will be coming together around a table, um, so to speak, virtually. Um, and they'll be discussing and there'll be a different topic each month. There'll be possibly be something coming out on Twitter, I think today maybe I'm waiting for Stacy's head to nod. Yes, um, that that should that should help them with to know um, people's thoughts prior to going into this roundtable discussion. So we cannot wait for this first one. It's going to launch a whole series that'll come out monthly, and it's going to be great for a start. I hear there might even be some costumes, um, but I, I don't want to spoil the joy. But please come if for nothing else but to see that. Please come. <laughs>
2: We also have some amazing
0: trainings coming up, and we have a boot camp level
2: two, what? So we are going to be having My Pencil Made Me Do It, the sketch noting, and that's going to be July 2nd, don't miss that, it's going to be super great. Um, we also have the uh, boot camp two, so preparing you for level two, we're only doing two days with this one because we feel like we've hit a bunch of content in these last three Fridays. And so the 24th and the 27th of July is when we're having boot camp too. Lots of us are switching up roles, doing some more different
0: things. We have new members joining us. So you'll have new Yes, you'll see new people starting it off for you here. It'll be so great. Lots of new faces um, and people from all over that are coming to you. We tried to do some reaching out to make sure that we had all of people who have been joining Global GEG. We wanted to give them some opportunities too. So um, yeah, we're excited to bring you level two. It's going to be on a Friday and then a Monday. So there's no office hours for that one. But if you have questions throughout, they'll be taking them throughout those sessions. And again, it'll build on this. So if you're here and you need to review, you've got some, you've got a little bit of time, um, but you'll want to review level one to feel ready because they'll build on it as if you have taken this and, and then they'll keep going from there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um
2: I saw something Abbott had just told us, but not to forget about the It Just Works Twitter chat. Oh, he's we can
0: forget. Oh, yes, we so cannot forget
2: about that. That's coming up? It Just Works Twitter chat
0: with Abbott and all of us. We're going to be working on that. So don't And his big don't, event. It'll be in July. But, yes, we're, yes, we're getting some build-up to that event. So, please, yeah, hashtag IT Just Works. So, it's yes. It Just Works. OK,
2: Um. so follow us on Twitter, follow us everywhere, Facebook, all those places that we are because we would love to have you. Um. We are all over the Internet and social media and we cannot
0: wait to see all of your amazing tests that you've passed. Can yes, you know? I can't wait. I know one thing we were talking about that we were so sad. I was like, I don't have a graduation cap and a tassel like I wanted to do a whole thing. No. I need to move a it, move it. I'm doing it the wrong way, probably. I don't know, I forget. It's been a while. <laughs> um, yeah, right. so, um, yeah, I, think, we yeah, I think we're, we're closing with a video, aren't we, Darren? Are we uh-huh. closing with a video? So I'm, I'm waiting for you to take us over unless I'm clicking it, Darren. I don't see Darren, so I think we're gonna have to I click it. it's us. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna guess, yeah. it's the one entitled Bootcamp Graduation. Yeah, you got I it. Or, uh, I'm right. All right, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Everybody ready for the video? Oh, wait, that wasn't a good drum roll. Hold on, I have to redo oh. it. It's last day. attending yeah and thank you all for attending so much we'll officially close with our outro and then we'll we'll log this off but hopefully we'll see many of you monday and we'll continue the party through level two i'll I'll be be there monday Monday. for
2: office hours so
0: come and see me yeah thank you all for attending thank you bye bye